I, I can't speak for too long mm-hmm. because I either lose my voice or or I, I, if I try to hit a note, I run out of like air too fast. Okay. Well, that's I, an interesting uh, intro considering I just started recording right now. Yeah, so. you can delete all that. No! I'm going to keep it in there because it makes for good extra like B-roll stuff. So, welcome ladies and gentlemen to... I was going to say weekly, but we skipped last week, so I don't know if I'm allowed to still call it weekly. But this week's installment of the DuoSense podcast, as always, I am your host, Andrew Orozco, joined by the unnecessary one, the badger of the high desert, the self-proclaimed lost cause, always down for the cause, never down for the count, Johnny. What's up, guys? Hey, you actually waited till I finished for the intro this time. I appreciate that. Because usually you just jump in whenever you want. So thank you for that, Johnny. Uh, so this, uh, we skipped last week. Unfortunately, I've, um, I don't remember if I mentioned this last episode. But kind of the issue I had last time where I had Joe on, this is kind of, the, that's still lingering where uh, uh, my grandpa is in very ill health. So I'm kind of in charge of taking care of him right now. Uh, he can't physically do a lot of things, so... It's been very hard for me and Johnny to get through, uh, to get together. But right now, my mom is actually with him right now, allowing me some time to finally meet Johnny face to face and record this episode, even though we just spent about two hours talking about God. Unrelated, but I felt worth mentioning. Johnny, how you been so far? Actually, how we, what you, how you been these last two weeks? I've been okay. I think my uh, Zen mode is is ending, coming to a close. So I can finally get back into gaming. As your Zen mode ends, does that mean your beast mode begins? No, we're just gonna go stick with neutral. That sounds boring. What do you consider beast mode? I don't know. I think of that one song. Like a gaming going marathon. beast mode. It's a song that says that's why. Um, I don't know. Beast mode. I guess that would be like a creative mode. I guess. No. Let's be uh, construct. Oh, not constructive. What's the word? Like productive. Um, I think I'm gonna finally hit a. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Resident Evil. Finally. Finally complete that. It came out like almost two months ago at this point. Definitely but... not completing uh, Monster Hunter. No. There's no peace mode for that. I can't do it, dude. Okay, I'm going to take it back then. Go ahead. <laughs> I was hoping that would like, that. I was trying to yeah. reverse psychology on you. That didn't work. Mm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be our... There's no really news topics this week because this is our special... This E3 post... week. That's right, Johnny. Post E3 week... Uh, analysis, I guess you can call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Johnny and I are gonna do. We're gonna tackle the conferences. Uh, do you want? Do you want to rank them as we go, Johnny, or maybe like at the end we kind of grade them, or do you kind of just want to just talk about the individual games and move on? I don't know about a rank. I think I'm just gonna rank because uh, apparently I, I guess I'm just a PlayStation fanboy. Yes, you are. Andrew keeps telling me this because you are. Your logic for not liking Microsoft to me, I feel like if it applied to PlayStation, it would be different. So that's why. Okay, we're gonna get into that, but I think <laughs> I think my logic from Microsoft is it's mostly marketing, and it's a bunch of promises. Tell me a company that doesn't try to sell you promises. Sony. I would disagree with you. Okay, that. okay, that. All right, bad example. But Let's just we'll get, get into that. Let's just get into it. So the first one, uh, I think this one went the day I actually returned from Mexico. This was the twelfth. Ubisoft went up. Uh, so let's get these in order. They showed us uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. I'm not a big Rainbow Six fan. 
and I don't like, I generally don't like too much, like, alien stuff. For me, it's just kind of, like, overdone with, like, Gears of War, uh, Resistance, Fall of Man, Mass Effect. Like, I don't, like, I feel we've overdone alien stuff, but kind, they're kind of like what zombie, the jo- zombie genre kind of is in a way, mm-hmm. but just space version. Because that's really what it is. Have you seen the trailer for this? It's, like, space zombies, basically. They take uh, they take humans, corrupt them, turn them into more of themselves, and so on and so forth. The fact that this is called Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction is like I'm pretty sure Tom Clancy, who was like a hardcore like war kind of like military espionage writer, pretty sure he wouldn't have delved into sci-fi at least not extraterrestrial sci-fi. That's not Tom Clancy's thing. But I understand that Ubisoft owns the Tom Clancy name; like they bought it from him, mm-hmm. even though he's dead already. But they kind of they keep slapping Tom Clancy on everything, even though like I'm pretty sure he'd be ruling in his grave. Just because that's not his genre. So, John, what did you think about Rainbow Six Extraction? What you saw? I don't play Rainbow Six. Right. I really don't have a comment on this. I want to quick fire some of these because uh, we have the entire E3 presentation that we want to talk about for all of those days. It's like 30 plus games, but yeah. It's a ton of games. So, we're going to try to quick fire, try to get through all of those. And then I really want to talk about this whole thing about Kojima. And then I guess after oh, that, we'll get into the pitch. Yeah. So, all right. This game, this Tom Clancy game, I don't have any interest in it. Again, it's a first-person game. Right. That's always a hang-up with me. Um, that's it. That's I, it. I have nothing for that. So I think the main thing here is, uh, unlike Rainbow Six Siege, which is primarily player versus player, mm-hmm. uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is player versus enemy. So it's basically just facing down, like, either I think it's a wave of enemies or it's, like, bots or something. Um I don't really have much to say about this. This isn't really my thing. I, some of the weaponry was cool. They used like modern rifles I saw. But they also had like some stuff where they had like a little rolling camera that can go under doors and stuff. Like a little drone thing. There, not a drone, I guess, because it wasn't like unmanned, but like a little robot. There was like this, it was like a claymore, but it was a claymore that shoots electricity. Did you see that, Johnny? No, I missed it. There was a part where like this girl slams down uh, a claymore and like it's pointed at the enemies and the enemies come close, it just stuns them and shoots electricity at them. So it looked kind of cool. Oh, okay. So it's a claim. Okay. It's like a claymore, but if you get too close, it like stuns. It like shocks you. But I thought you, you said it was an RC. No, that was a different thing. That was a different oh, okay. thing. Okay. There right. was an RC gadget with like a little camera thing, and then there was a separate gadget where this woman slams down a claymore-looking device pointed at the enemy, and as they approach, it like shocks them and holds them in place. All right. So the weaponry looks kind of interesting. Uh, the rifles look like modern rifles. I think I saw like an AK. There was a Chris in there, which is like a submachine gun. There was some other stuff in there. Uh, not really my thing. I noticed there's like a. Hu- I noticed recently there's like a huge trend in like um, squad based uh, versus AI enemy. Uh, I'm sorry, versus AI alien enemies. Kind of like how we saw with that Predator, that uh, Aliens games coming out. The was it called Fire Team or whatever Fire Squad, whatever the Aliens one. I don't think I have a problem with that. That sounds dope. I know, but I know it's like a trend that's happening. Like, 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 we're not there yet, but we'll talk about it later on with like Redfall. Like, that's like another kind of similar thing where it's like, there's all these. I don't know what if it's a trend that's just happening now, mm-hmm. if it's always been there, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing a lot of these games that are based on like squads against like foreign or like against like alien creature kind of like monster like Back for Blood, Redfall, this the Predator, the the Alien game. I don't know if it's a trend. I'm not really down for it. That's not my thing. 
uh, I prefer like player versus player con- combat kind of stuff. So, just wanted to comment that uh, we saw. Uh, hold, on, hold on, what part don't you like? You don't like the aliens, or you don't like the squads, or you don't like that it's a trend. I don't really care for like just gunning down monsters. It's just not really exciting for me. I prefer gunning down other players. Alright. But I get it. There's a market for that. I get it. There's a market for that. So, next thing. Johnny, did you see the Rocksmith Plus thing? Oh, the phone thing where you put your phone down and it shows you how to play? Yes, the guitar, yeah. For a subscription? Yes. How do you feel about that? Because you were really into those games heavy. Well, it's not like Guitar Hero. It's different. Like This actually teaches you how to play actual guitar. Yeah. It looks really cool. Uh, I'm just curious about how much like device setup I requ- it would need. Like, do I have to buy? I, have to, I know I have to buy a guitar. Mm-hmm. Do I need like the amp too? Do I need to plug it in? Is it, like, do I need? Uh, it looks like you just your phone you plug it into. But like, I think it's a subscription based like service too, where like they yeah. give you access to like a library of songs and stuff. It seems cool, but it's definitely something I would have to try for free or through somebody else before I would like commit to it. It seems like. It seems like it, it's a player. What is it like? Player submitted. Yeah, they, they they mentioned that. No, I mean, no, I don't think. Charge if they're not creating the le- their own lessons and it's player submitted. I mentioned this to Brian, past guest Brian. Uh-huh. Uh, he mentioned I think it's like a hundred something for the year, which if you break it down by month isn't that bad. It's like a couple, like like ten bucks a month yeah, or something. That's kind of ridiculous if there's if it's not going to be consistent. If it's like, what's the difference between going on YouTube, right? Well, they promised in the presentation that you would get like a whole bunch of new songs every single month and they would keep supporting it with like updates as it went on and stuff. Sounds like YouTube. Yeah, but this is way more in depth than YouTube. Like they show you like the chords and progressions, like how to strike the notes, which notes to hit and stuff like it's way more than just it's even like color coded, like kind of guitar hero ish. So it's not just like like what's the A or what's the B or what's you know. Uh, I'm not sure about this particular point, but I think there's apps where you can tune your your guitar or whatever. Yeah, they had that too, where you had like the little the is it the metronome? Is that what it's called or no? Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but I I've heard where it tells you, you if it's tune. like like correct or incorrect, like the right pitch or whatever. Yeah, so if on YouTube, you know, you'd be taking the lesson, but they really can't show you how to tune it. You know, you just gotta go by ear. But if the app shows you how to tune it. And then the lessons are specific to how you're tuning your guitar, then that makes a little more sense to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. I, anything that teaches you like a real life skill, I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I would have to definitely try this somewhere before I would commit to buying it though. Just cause I, I need to know how that, like that player feedback and how like the lesson goes in order for me to think of like dropping whatever amount of money I need for the game, for the mm-hmm. app. For the physical guitar itself. Well, speaking about this this type of thing, do you miss those games? Do you want like I miss Guitar Hero? Hero. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I understand it's not popular anymore. It's not. I don't know if there's even a niche market for it. Mm-hmm. Niche, niche, whatever the word is. Uh, I definitely miss Guitar Hero, uh, Rock Band specifically, because I like the drums more than the guitars. Okay. But uh, I yeah I have I feel like there's like a there's a huge gap in terms of like musical. Oh, no, gr- what if they? Rhythm. What if now they had uh, instruments with things that have like dual sense on it? That'd be interesting. Play. Yeah. Or like, remember that patent we saw a while back for like how you can make a controller out of like whatever? Oh, that's right. Remember the banana controller? Yeah. What if we could do that with the actual physical guitar? And just make, that's Guitar Hero right there with a the real guitar. Like they could do that if they wanted to with like the right app. Maybe or... with the guitar. I don't know about like drums and. Well, yeah, just with the guitar. If we could get a studio or developer behind that, that'd be interesting. 
Um, next one, I think this is the one you were excited about, Johnny. Riders Republic. It's a Ubisoft game. This is the one with oh, the jetpacks. Sports that looks badass, dude. Right? With the with the jetpacks. I think there's ATVs. Yes, there's mountain bikes. Uh huh. Snowboarding. Yes. Uh, I think there was hang gliders. I don't know if they're glide suits or if they're gliding suits or they're hang gliders. It was one of those two, though. It was basically this like looks amazing. extreme sports kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's a ton of players on the screen, on screen mm. at the same time. Uh, I've, I do it every time I see something like snowboarding. I there's like a demo or something, and, or you you'll have like snowboarding, and I try it, and I'm like, yeah, I can't get into it. You know, it's like it it gets old really quick, and this gives it has so much variety. There was someone uh, who commented on the stream I was watching when he said, this looks like a really fun game for about a week, and then I'll just like, never play it again. No, nah, no way. Not a week. And I think, no, but I get the mentality where it's like something you'll play, and then you'll get like kind of like tired of it after a while, and then you'll come back to it like, later on. This isn't a game like you're going to be playing like Call of Duty where it's like every single week. This is kind of, th- or like Fortnite every single week. This is something that you're going to play like in small bursts when you get bored. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be like a live service game. It's okay to play things in small bursts. So uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I I only really care about the snowboarding and the doubt and the mountain biking. Those were the two modes that I saw that like seemed the most exciting. Mm-hmm. I think the jetpack probably appeals to you because it's more third person looking, which makes sense. Oh, they of. do have the dual modes, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So that could be, I think, subconsciously why you like that mode. <laughs> yeah, it might be. But I they, believe it's slated for September. But they also, I also like it because the environment changes so much. Like mm. the terrains, yeah, and the, the aesthetics change a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's slated for September second, so that's like less than three months from now. So that should be interesting. Uh, then we saw a little bit more of Far Cry Six. Uh, you and I kind we kind of talked about this enough before, in, like in past episodes. Uh, I'm excited to play it. Not too excited to talk about it. I'll I'll have more to talk about once I play. It, once it gets once it's out. Once it's here. They just kind of showed more a little bit of the story. Didn't show any gameplay. I think it was just like a story trailer about, uh, what's the name? The main villain's character. I can't remember his name, but it's basically the guy from Breaking Bad. Um, he's also Gideon in Mandalorian. Johnny, if you remember him, the, yeah. the moth Gideon. Yeah. So anyways, that guy. I forget his name. It's like something... I can't remember his name. Anyways, Far Cry 6 looks fun. I'll play it when it comes out. Johnny, are you going to play? Or no, you don't like first person. No. Keep forgetting. Next, we saw uh, for the Ubisoft was Mario plus Rabbids. T- um, I forgot what it's called. Spark something. I just put Mario Rabbids 2. Yeah, I don't want to try this because I love X- XCOM. Dude. It's basically a skin I of love XCOM. I top-down games. Mm-hmm. And this looks like a fun game. It's Switch, though, Johnny. So you have to try it on the Switch, though. Never going to happen. Maybe one day. Maybe I don't think I'll get it, but maybe, maybe I might and you can play it then. And then the last major thing, the one more thing for Ubisoft was uh, Avatar. Which no interest. was just really a cinematic trailer. There was no gameplay. I think Avatar is overrated. I don't know why they would make a game for like a eleven year old movie franchise. Because they're gonna make more. They're gonna make like three more films. True, but I was, I was kind of being sarcastic. I was kind of being tongue in cheek with it. Yeah, I know they're making more movies with it. Um, again, it, it's basically the movie is basically just an overrated version of Dances with Wolves, where you know foreigner comes in. Uh, befriends the local natives, turns on his former people, and like liberates them or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a tired trope. It's kind of like The Last Samurai. Have you seen The Last Samurai, Johnny, with Tom Cruise? Uh, too long. I've seen it, but it's been too long. It's the same premise. Tom Cruise joins the samurai, turns on the colonial people, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Anyways, uh, 
it looks good from what we saw, but I think it was all like they said it was in engine. Probably was, but it just doesn't really do anything for me. I'm not a big Avatar fan. What are you expecting to get out of out of gameplay? I imagine it's gonna be like play similar to Horizon when you're on the ground as one of the Navi, the blue people. But it looks like you also get to play as like the mechs too. Okay. Okay, when I play Horizon, I'm fucking shut up, right? Like I'm fucking dinosaurs up. And people. With, <laughs> with this game, it seems to like uh, It's trying to do everything? No, it just seems like a kitty type of game. Like are you gonna play with guns? Or are you gonna shoot the uh Well we saw the Navi use bows, like they shot like a guy out of a helicopter. Oh really? So there is gonna be like fucking death in the game. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Right. You can't I mean there's death in the movie. So you're gonna be able to maybe ride some of these helicopters and shoot some of the navis. And probably, I'm guessing in the reverse too, like right. You get to burn the forest. You get to do. What do you get to do? I'm assuming it's probably a retelling of the movie. I think. I don't want that. I feel like that's what it's gonna end up being. Either that or like no, there has to be that because it was if it was an original story. Why would there still be like the mechs and like the uh, the Earth people there? Well, I was thinking that too. Like, what kind of enemies are we gonna have? Is is it everything that we saw in the film? I feel I so. Saw no new enemy types. Nothing that was. I feel like it's yeah. It's just the the movie. Okay. But we'll see. Well, we we don't know that much about it. It was just a cinematic trailer. No gameplay. We'll see as that uh, release date approaches closer. Overall, how would you rate Ubisoft, Johnny? Because that's kind of it right there. How did you, on a scale of like S tier being like the highest of the highest and like F being like you should have never showed up, where do you think Ubisoft lands? Not my type of games. I'm going to give it a C. I feel that's fair. I was going to go with C also. Maybe C plus, maybe, but. Plus for what? C plus just because uh, Rocksmith and Riders Republic and Far Cry 6 are definitely games I want to try. Oh, Riders. All right, let's give it a C plus. We don't have to agree, but C plus feels right for me. Alright. Where it's like, okay, there was a purpose for you showing up. Not the strongest showing, but I'll take it. Kind right. of thing. Alright. Next one is to well, we'll get to it, is Microsoft and Bethesda, Johnny. First game we see, we they open up with a cinematic trailer, no gameplay for Starfall. Starfall? Starfall. Ah, Starfield, I'm sorry. Starfield. Starfield. I was thinking of Redfall, which is the last game. Starfield, my bad, Starfield. I, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of the move that Ness does in Smash Brothers called Starfall. Starfield. Johnny, what do you think about Starfield? As a sci-fi guy, especially. Okay. Okay, that, that makes it a little tougher because I do love sci-fi, so automatically, like, it's it's down my alley. It's a very right similar... Pre- it's a very similar... Uh, not presence. What's the word I'm looking of? Similar... Uh, theme, concept? Theme to, like, Mass Effect, I think. No. Space exploration, going to planets, doing space stuff. Nah. You don't think so? No, I mean, what, what's... Uh, we don't it's know what RPG. We know about. it's an RPG. That's it. Like, it doesn't... Okay, space we... RPG, I think, of Mass Effect. Or Knights of the Republic, Star Wars. What is the game about? I don't know. <laughs> but we know there's planets. We know that. So it's No Man's Sky. No, No Man's Sky is not an RPG. Okay, so I haven't seen any aliens. I haven't seen what the enemy looks like. Mm-mm. I don't know what traveling in the game looks like. Mm-mm. There's no gameplay to show us any of that. We don't know what the combat is. There's just we saw guns in there. Uh, not sure if there's a cover system. Is there? 
Pre- no, we didn't see any of that. Okay. It's just like cinematic. What is the game? Cause like, we don't know yet. But right. it's Bethesda, so that sounds that's already gives us an idea that's gonna be not for me because all the the Bethesda games have been like not polished. It's got a laggy ancient engine they've been working on. That's true. That's true. Not super buggy. Okay. Yeah. Right. The, Month. Like six months later, there's we're still a huge. Doing updates yeah. For, for, there's a huge industry joke about how like their Q and A rooms is just a monkey on a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> with cobwebs. <laughs> when you say Bethesda, I feel like you're saying like, oh, they got games that I like, like, uh, like. That's exactly what Fallout. I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly. Fallout. Yeah. Fallout. Yeah, Fallout, Fallout but how did seventy six go? What's well, the MMO? Okay. MMOs always have shaky launches. Okay. That's always been the rule. But it didn't go well. Well, two years later, it's actually oh, a really fun game. Okay. So you play like 60 bucks for a game that was completed two years after release. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> Instead of buying it two years later when it should be like 30 bucks. It's 20 actually. But... Okay. That's the point, dude. Okay, so... Why are you, why are you burning me, man? <laughs> okay, so I get it. If you like Fallout, that's dope. Fallout is not my type of game. But you can't deny it. it's like buggy and incomplete and all that, right? No, I'm not gonna deny. It. I'm not gonna sit here and deny that. But I have faith that now that they're under Microsoft, that they have access to better engines that they don't have to pay for. I'll give you that. So I'm hoping, because like the engine that Skyrim was built with is like from like the Xbox, like the like PS2 generation engine. Like that was like they just keep building on it every generation. So. So I'm hoping they finally retired. Bethesda is a pretty big ass company. Why weren't they already using a good engine? I think it's just ease of use, your familiarity. Um, also, because it's expensive to build a new one or to license one. But yeah, they they've known. They've even kind of like poked fun at how they like. Yeah, we keep like using the same engine over. We just like re-update it, whatever. But that's why I'm thinking. I'm thinking they know they it's have like to like. They're, they're updating a fucking wagon from the old west <laughs> a new decals it like they're just upgrading the wooden wheels and the steel wheels now steel wheels yeah it's still like non like without combustion engine or anything <laughs> all right all right i'm excited for it because of what i think it I could wasn't be. done talking shit but okay let's, <laughs> let's go next we see uh forza horizon 5 johnny this looks amazing i I don't really have any complaints. It looks great. Uh, the aesthetics, the, env- the environment, location looks great. Uh, now they've added this thing where they're they're doing like this fun thing with the bowling pins and the, oh, that's right, the, yeah. The pinata. The people, pinatas. people already complain about the fucking pinatas. I think it's cool. I think it's it's kind of funny. I understand. I can understand why they're like, oh, like it's like kind of like a cultural thing. But as a Mexican myself, like I think it's kind of funny. It's cute. It's funny. Yeah, the trailer looks dope. And it's not like it's like great. the first game to do pinatas because like pinatas are a huge thing in Fortnite, so it's not like, you know, it's kind of just like a trend thing. It's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. What I did notice that kind of bothered me is when I saw uh, the actual gameplay, like not when they're showcasing the game and then one car runs into the with the pack with the with the other ones. I saw this one where they're in like the jungle with that. Remember the truck at the beginning. Right? When they're in Uxmal. Yeah, but they had like two showcases for Forza. And I think the I think it was the second showcase. Yeah, they did show that truck. But I feel like there was a bunch of frame drops. Maybe that's me. It was like jittery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember so now. Yeah. Yeah. It was very brief though, I remember. 
Yeah, I think it's like when they enter like the actual ruins, right? Yeah, like they, they're through the jungle and then they hit the water and then it, it goes yeah, into... Yeah, splash up yeah, the yeah. screen, yeah. All that looked super jittery to me. I don't know if it was frame dropping or what was going on there. It looked much better later on when they were like, I think, more open terrain. Like the frame rate was like consistent. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe, I don't know if rendering all those plants and trees it like takes a hit on it. Yeah, it's just but little... it wasn't that. I fit. I imagine by release date that'll be smoothed out. I imagine it's like it's nothing that can't be fixed. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll fix it. I'm yeah. just saying, like, how did they make that to showcase when it looked? I, as someone who doesn't play Forza game or racing games, because in this general, game is out in November, dude. Right? Yeah, November. That's right. Um, I thought the game looked amazing. I liked how they went into the details about like how like how they kind of delved into like the developer side where they talked about how. They filmed like what was it like twenty four hours of like Mexican Sky using twelve K camera. I didn't even know it went up, like we were up to twelve K yet, but they used like twelve K cameras pointing at the sky for like twenty four hours to get like an authentic like Mexican like skyline. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like really really cool. How they talked about like the how much detail they went into like all the needles on the cacti like when like there's parts where they show like the stills and I could have sworn like that's real life that's not in the game. And then they go see a car zoom in and the camera perspective will change behind the car. You know what I'm talking about? They did it twice. In, was, Wa- in Guanajuato, when they were focused on the statue, and um, the car comes zipping around, the, like in a, doing like a donut kind of thing. I just remember the cactus. And then when they showed the cactus, like in the middle, like where it looks like this, looks like a, like someone took a picture in the desert. Pretty and then we here. see the car come off screen that comes in, and like and then the camera pulls back and wraps around behind the car and then continues following. Uh-huh. Like the game, the detail is like insane looking. It looks beautiful. When they go to like the resort, the little the seaside town, mm-hmm. like that looks exactly like where I was like last week. That looks like my aunt's like home near like Manzanillo, which is like the like the near the beach or whatever. I think this is the very first time Xbox has actually shown in-game uh, graphics, right? Oh, where it's not like a cinematic yes. kind of trailer thing or cutscene. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good. It Everything looks really before good. has been cinematic, like Senua's, uh What is it? What did you call it? Uh, Senua Saga. Saga yeah. Hellblade Two. Yeah. That all. All that stuff has been cinematics. I think this is the first time where they actually show. Well, they did make a point to. I forget the guy's name already. Uh, it was like something uh, Brown. I can't remember his first name because I wrote. I actually wrote an article about this uh, for. Uh, if anyone wants to read that uh, at geeknewsnow.net. I actually wrote an article about like my appreciation for them to. Uh, showcase Mexico in a positive light not involving like drugs and cartels and crap where it's actually like let's focus on the scenic diversity of the country where we have like the snow-capped volcano we got the lush rainforests we got the nice coast with like the beach area we got like those the ruins with the with the jungle like it looks really cool I'm glad like I'm appreciative that they're doing something with the the setting to kind of show that Mexico is not just such a bad place it's uh naturally diverse and beautiful but yeah, they mentioned they showed um, they show the city of Guanajuato. I don't know if you've ever been. There. We've been there, John. I think you went with me. Remember when we went with the mummies and the. Oh yeah, I that's a that's the city they showed Guanajuato. That's an interesting city to go to. Yeah, this with game. the with the mummies and the and the silver mines and all that stuff. That's where they went to. Yeah. And you remember the tunnels when we went there? Like the tunnels they showed in the, the game. The tunnels are dope. Dude. Yeah. So that's I'm glad they're using that because that's a that's a great setting for like a racing game. 
Yeah. Like if you want to maintain like urban but still have like like really cool like cut like uh shortcuts and stuff. Yeah, if it's anything like that, it's dope because they have a bunch of interesting uh like monuments, like the giant snakes that they had. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Yeah, the zigzag like stone snake thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it looks like it's gonna feature that because you remember there's a part in the demonstration where like they focus on a mural that's like made by like an actual like Mexican artist or something. Uh, I missed that. I forgot the name. Oh, yeah, 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 I do. On but the like, wall, in the corner. When he looks at the mural, like, off screen, you can see like, there's like a little box with like a check mark. And he gets like like points or something. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the game's going to have like incentives for you to like explore the open world to like see like certain landmarks or stuff like that. So mm. it looks interesting. Uh, I never played a Forza game, but this looks like the first one I really want to play. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, moving on to the next game, we then see the Back for Blood. More of the game. Um,. I feel like we've already seen enough of this game. I'm kind of like tired of seeing it. Johnny, what did you think? No interest. No interest for Back for Blood. No. It's just the. It's just it's it's uh, we call it. Uh, was it Turtle Rock? Is that thing in the studio? I think it's Turtle Rock. They're the same people who did Left uh, Left for Dead. It's just more Left for Dead, just not called Left for Dead. Uh, not real. Again, I mentioned earlier, not really my bag. Um, yeah. Moving on, we see we finally see more of Halo Infinite. Uh, the multiplayer looks really cool. Again, I'm not a big Halo fan. I don't have any like love for this series. Didn't grow up with it. Not my thing. Although it looks like multiplayer is like a separate thing. I think it's for free, right? Didn't you mention Johnny? The multiplayer was free, I think. Yeah, the multiplayer is free to play. So that's separate from like the campaign, I'm guessing, in terms of like as a purchase. Yeah, I I don't remember when I started playing Halo. I think the last time I played Halo was like 2007. So Halo Three. Nah, I've played more. I think I've played almost all of the campaigns except for the very last one and probably this one. I love playing the campaigns. Cortana, all that stuff is cool, right? Okay. But, so you played Reach and ODST and those? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I this just doesn't pull me back at all. Like It has a grappling hook, right? That's what we've seen that's innovative. That looks cool. It's got like a different version of the Warthog where you could attach weapons or just carry... Modular. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could carry all these things with you. Um but it just does nothing for me. They didn't show anything for the campaign. I don't know if the campaign is complete. They didn't say anything about it. Right. Uh, I think the multiplayer showcase should have been the very last trailer. Okay. And Forza should have been the very first one. I feel like that would have been a stronger ending for the conference if yeah. they, if Halo was like the last thing as kind of mm-hmm. like a, a tail end for that. I agree. Yeah, but um, there's not much to say on, on Halo. It's just more Halo. Right? Or what do you... I'm not a huge Halo fan, like I just mentioned, but I thought it looked better. It look, definitely looks way better than when we first saw it last year. I could tell, like, graphically, like, it looks less bland. Yeah, the lighting looks better. The looks lighting looks, looks better. better. The textures look Absolutely. better. But at the same time, it's multiplayer. I need to see like, Craig, though. I need to see Craig again now. <laughs> I, I need to see some stills. I need to see what Craig looks like now to do a comparison. Mm-hmm. But, uh... If I was a Halo fan, I think I probably would be psyched for the multiplayer because the multiplayer looks clean. I like how they're doing battle passes that don't run out. Or, like, you buy the battle pass and you have it until you finish it. Like, it doesn't run out of time. Oh, uh, okay. They show, like, you can buy multiple battle pass. Like, they'll be doing, like, different battle passes. But once you buy it, like, it doesn't run out or disappear. You complete it and you get everything. And then you can, like, do the next thing or whatever. So that's cool because you're not forced to be on like on a schedule. That kind of makes sense because if you buy a battle pass, you're more likely to play for the lifetime of the game. Absolutely. And not and, just like when the major things happen. Yeah. And you're more likely since you're always playing, you're more likely to buy skins. Mm-hmm. 
right. keep you invested. I think. Yeah, but it's a good the idea. Same time, they're saying it's like a ten-year game. I don't see how. So how does that work out when you buy one battle pass and it's like for the remainder of the ten years? No. So you you can buy multiple battle passes. They just won't disappear until you complete them. All right. All right. Yeah, it's not just like one and done. Did they say how much the battle pass is? No, of course not. They don't talk about like they only talk about like prices and stuff yet. True. But we'll see later. Looks interesting, not for me, but I'm happy for Halo fans out there who have been waiting for a new one. Then we saw Microsoft Flight Simulator, and this is again already on PC, obviously, but it's coming out to Xbox. Which if you were even a fan of Microsoft Flight Simulator, you probably have already bought it for PC anyways. But the fact that it's coming to Xbox makes it a little more accessible. That's kind of cool. Having played it with my cousin Brian, it's it's not a traditional game game, but it's fun if you like planes. You like to like tinker around with like real world uh, settings, mm-hmm. and like they're at, they updated it with like actual monuments. Because before, if you went to Mount Rushmore in the game, it was just like a mass of rocks. Like it had no features whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Brian and I kind of made fun of it. Like the Statue of Liberty looked very bland. Like a lot of the world monuments look like. It was just like top like taking from like top, like satellite pictures and just like flatting. Whoa, that's pretty bad. Like it was really bad. Like Buckingham Palace looked like a, an apartment complex before. So now they've gone and kind of redone like all the major like world monuments and like sites. So that's kind of cool. And they're also adding the Top Gun DLC. Did you see that, Johnny? No. They're adding uh, jet, fighter jets finally to Flight Simulator, and like I think it seems like it's Top Gun. They had the Top Gun the top uh, Top Gun logo shows up. And like when they show like the they show like the fighter jet, they show like Maverick, which is Tom Cruise's character, like his helmet, like in the cockpit. So it seems to be like kind of like a cross promotional kind of DLC thing. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Uh, looking forward, I I want to fight. I want definitely want to fight a uh, fighter jet in that game. So interesting stuff. Next we see uh, Psychonauts two. Johnny, did you ever play the first Psychonauts? No. Do you have any frame of reference for Psychonauts? Nope. So Psychonauts, the first one was a PS2 game came out. Uh, it was done by Double Fine, uh, Tim Schafer, which is like he was like he's like old school LucasArts. He kind of started there with LucasArts. Uh, Psychonauts was a really dope PS2 game. It was a really dope platformer where like you would jump into the worlds where people was like minds. Yeah. So you would jump into like, a person's mind and like their their brain or like their mind would be like one level. And then you would jump into like a, and you would try to fix whatever's wrong with them mentally, like if they have like a phobia or something. So what's their enemy? So that basically, like the world would generate like enemies that were like made from fears or like stuff like that. Oh, okay. And then you try to like solve, like get to the root of their like phobia or whatever, and like that was represented as like a platformer, as like a level. And so you would jump into like different heads of like I think like, there's more to it. There's like a story to it i haven't played psychonauts since like 2006 or something so Did this look next gen to you or no not really it looks like it's a direct sequel to the first one in terms of like a, like style visually and everything mm-hmm. uh it looks like it could have been a ps3 game i think that's what i was thinking yeah but uh as long as it's fun i guess it doesn't really matter too much i think in no- double fine knows like what their games are they know oh, what it's they- double fine oh, yeah okay okay so they know what their games, their vision, they know what like what they're going for. And it's never been like pushing graphics to the max. So. No, it just looks like this was intended for previous gen, strictly. Yeah, I could see that. I think it was. I think it got ported because they, they were taking too long. I think it was supposed to come out like on PS4 earlier or late PS3. And I think they just kept pushing it back. So that makes sense. Um, 
it's cool they're doing another one. I'm not. I might try it eventually, but it's not like high on my like must playlist. So that's my take. Uh, then we saw the ascent, Johnny. What do you think about the ascent? It's like a sci-fi kind of like the top, top down? down. Yes, top sci-fi. Down. This looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, it looks polished. I feel like it might be a short game. I have no idea. I got that vibe too. It doesn't feel like it's like gonna be a, a fifteen plus hour game. It doesn't look that way. Nah, it looks like fun though. It looks really maybe fun. Maybe a six to eight. I I don't know. It looks fun though. It does look fun. I'll give it that. It looks good. The world looks interesting to me. Yeah, that's that's the one game where I'm like, ah, this would be nice if it was on the PS. Mm, okay. So far, I I know this is like one of those day one Game Pass games. Do we know if it's console exclusive though? I think it is. Okay. Because a lot of these games, I actually forgot to check if they were console. I mean, some of them are obvious, like Halo and Back for Blood and for Forza, but like, like Psychonauts two. Ask you at the end of this, like, all right, does is your rating dependent on what is exclusive? No, my rating's based depending on the presentation and if it the show the showmanship of it. Okay, because I feel like we we still have to separate those two. And we can do that if you want. We'll do. That's more of a thing. That's more of a thing you're into. Yeah. Uh, Ascent looks cool. Want to try it? Shredders is the next one. Johnny, this was a, a the snowboard exclusive game. When I say exclusive, I don't mean to Microsoft. I mean exclusive, like it's only about snowboarding. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's doing anything new from all the other snowboard games. It seems like a spiritual successor to like the SSX Tricky games, kind of. Or it's like downhill. It looks like a skateboarding game with a snowboard skin. Yeah, sort of. Like there's nothing that really stood out that makes us different. Right. I kind of agree with you there. Uh, I mean, it looks fun, but it doesn't wow me in any way. Nah. It's kind of just like this. Looks like it could be like an indie or arcade game kind of thing. They could have done something different. Like, what if it was a crossover? Not everything needs to be a crossover. I just it it looks fun. Not my kind of thing. Uh, again, another game I might play if I come across it. Um. Irish Republic just seems to be doing way more than this, and that's where my interest is. Yes. So, that's where I stand. Uh, we got the trailer for Outer Worlds 2. This was a game I don't think you played, right, Johnny? Or even... Outer Worlds, what is this? Outer Worlds 2 was made by... Obs- well, the first one, Outer Worlds 1, was made by Obsidian. Uh, it came out the same month as Modern Warfare did, like two years ago. Where it was kind of like a space, goofy... Oh, this thing. It was a goofy, like, space first person rpg shooter yeah it kind of came out broken and glitchy and all that right oh no i'm thinking man's guy no man's guy yeah no yeah i don't know i don't know about this game it kind of it came out and it kind of made like a bunch of hustle and bustle like for a week and then kind of just kind of died down and went under the radar for the bit Mm -hmm. like it was big when it came out and then kind of just quietly disappeared so i can understand not knowing much about it the first game i enjoyed a lot and i didn't finish it but i loved what i did play of it so I want to finish it, and I definitely look forward to the second one because the second one looks really, really funny. And I love comedy and humor in my games, so I'm looking forward to that. Then we got this trailer for a very vague, like, 1970s game called Contraband. Johnny, do you remember this trailer? It sh- yes. We got, like, a. It, we, showed, we saw some boxes with weapons on the back of a truck, and that's kind of it, really. Which one are we talking about? Contraband? No, no, I don't remember anything about this. It was a very quick trailer, and it didn't really show anything. I just remember boxes with guns on the back of a truck, and that's literally it. Uh-huh. So, not much to say that. Then we get to Battlefield 2042. This looks better than Halo to me. 
I'm inclined to agree with you, but that's because I have a bias for modern war games than over space games. So that's my opinion. It looks dope. Uh, how many players were it was going to have again? Do you remember? I think it's like 120. That is insane. Fucking wild, dude. That's going to be crazy. I can just imagine the server <laughs> issues and the lag. Like, it's going to. They'll probably have it down. I mean, all the other ones, have they had that issue? I mean, well, they never done anything that ambitious with that many people. Well, I think the most yeah, before this was like 30 or something. But that's the next gen version. True. On the previous gen, there's like 60 people. Well, let's get to that. Because about it's coming out on last gen and current gen consoles. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering, do you think like that's going to hold it back in terms of like uh, internet, like the infrastructure or like network? Do you yeah, think? I'm sure. That's that's the whole point of Did they mention if, if there was a like, cross-play between last and current gen? Do you oh, remember? I don't know about that. That's a good question. Because I'm wondering if that's going to be an I issue. I hope not. Yeah, I doubt they're going to do cross-gen for, um, for the lobbies. Okay, well, let's hope so. Uh, this looks really cool. Uh, they showed a lot of, like, the the weaponry, like, modern weaponry, but, like, from the last, like, 10 years. Yeah, question is, are you really going to be able to jump out of your jet and get back in? That looked dope. That looked dope. Do you think that's really in the game? You can, you can do that in, um, well, not back in the jet. And also use a weapon. In Battlefield, uh, I think it was 4, you mm-hmm. could jump out of a jet and like parachute and like land and like get into a helicopter like in midair, I think. What? How? Because if you just push the, bro- the prompt fast enough like that shows up for you to get inside the helicopter, it'll automatically do it no matter on what side of the helicopter you're on. It's, so it you shouldn't work. It shouldn't work, but it works because of in-game logic. Or like as you know how you can get near a vehicle, like even if you're not near the door, you're just automatically board it. Okay, so the parachute is coming down and you just kind of ignore the blades. You detach your parachute and as long as you're close enough to the helicopter. It just zooms you inside. Yeah, exactly. Alright. How does it cinematically? I hope you could, because that would be dope. But that would be really hard to pull off too. Okay. So Battlefield twenty forty two looks cool. What do you think about the decision to not do a campaign, just make it strictly multiplayer seventy dollar game? sucks i feel like that's gonna hurt the sales a little bit the only reason i play that game is for the campaign really yeah yeah because i love shooter campaigns and the multiplayer i'd probably play maybe a week or two just to try it out to be fair like the battlefield campaigns have never been like the strongest point they're kind of like even compared to call of duty call of duty has always had stronger always had stronger campaigns um but people tend to like them. They say that they like the multiplayer in Battlefield more because you have vehicles, you have like way more customization like options. Battlefield plays much more. Or Call of Duty plays more arcadey compared to Battlefield. Where Battlefield's much more like, what's your role? Like you have medic. I feel like um, I'd be more into Battlefield if it wasn't for the Call of Duty campaign, and that's why I kind of end up playing Call of Duty multiplayer, and I just stay away from. Call of Duty multiplayer is less of a time investment because the matches are over like in 10 minutes, where in Battlefield, the matches can go up to like half an hour. Well, that's what I was trying to say. I'm the type of person where like I like to be tedious and super tactical and maybe like I like my my rounds to be a little bit longer. And Call of Duty, I like the campaign, but I don't like that it's a Twitch shooter, you know? Battlefield like, plays differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd probably be into Battlefield X if it wasn't for the campaign. More accessible. Call of Duty, yeah. I got you. Okay. I agree with you that I agree. those are strong points. I agree with. Uh, looking forward to I'm de- I'm looking forward to Battlefield 2042. I like that's not too far in the future. It's like 21 years from now. 
So like a lot of the weaponry is still like modern. Like you have like the the HK416, which is kind of like the modern, the more modern M4 now. And they what, show that. I think they show that in the game. So, what are the levels that you see that look interesting? Because we just saw the tw- the twister thing, right? Which is dope. That's the one on the skyscraper, right, at the building. Yeah, but what else? What are there other? There levels? was. I think there was a little bit of like a. It was like a desert area from the trailer. I could be wrong, but I remember kind of like an aquatic. I don't know if it was the ocean or the beach or something. Because kind of the theme is the world is going to shit right yeah so i want to see i think it's resources other... or because so, i there's like there was a mention in the trailer about like russians so i'm thinking that's what we're going for like another cold war kind of thing uh, i'm really curious to see if they keep playing up this theme about disaster world disaster well that's the thing though because there's no campaign whatever story we can get is going to be limited to multiplayer in any capacity but how i'm just like how do you think that's going to play out like are there going to be like tsunamis or something or okay like 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 actual events causing during like during gameplay like oh now like the field has shifted because this natural disaster Mm -hmm. hit i could see that happening what Uh, would you want though it would be cool if it was like something like level the building so now like the terrain has changed for like the remainder of the match Oh, if it flattens the building? Like, like if it knocks... It. Yeah, and that, that, for, that forcibly changes the layout of the map or something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Something like dynamic like that would be cool. But, um... Maybe you're in the desert and there's like a, a sandstorm and it's hard to see or something. Yeah. They've done that before, though, with the sandstorms, I think. Where you had to use like thermal image. Like yeah, thermal. something like that. That'd be so. cool. Uh, the next game was a game that Johnny doesn't remember. And it was one that I really liked because I love RPGs. Especially Japanese RPGs. This was a Kickstarter game. It's called, a, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Ayuden Chronicle 100 Heroes. So for those who of you out there who know uh, the Suikoden series, which is a game, it's an RPG series where you can like, collect over 100 party members. And like they each have like different like abilities and moves. This is like a spiritual successor to that because the last Suikoden game came out like 15 years ago. And it's like that. It's a Konami brand, first of all, Johnny, just so you know. So we get in its Konami, and it's kind of laid dormant for like 15 years or so. So I think the director of the last game is the one who started this Kickstarter, and it's coming to Xbox. Uh, I think it might even be an exclusive. They mentioned it was like a day one Game Pass thing, but it's not coming out until 2023. So mm-hmm. there's plenty of time for things to change. Uh, as someone who likes Suikoden, I look forward to this one. It looks like it's done kind of like in the... Uh, octopath traveler like where it has like that kind of art style with like 3d rendered backgrounds but like 2d characters mm-hmm. so that looks cool um the next one we saw is plague tale requiem um part two yeah basically part two i never played the first plague tale i've seen i've seen like twitch playthroughs of it it looks pro- it's an interesting game johnny kind of laments the fact that like you're not meant to like go into active combat you're supposed to kind of like hide and stuff well it's fine if I'm not, like, blasting people in the face. That's cool. Okay. But is it, like, tactical, like, Metal Gear? Do I... I, mean, I think it's kind of... It's, it's stealthy. I... Yeah, I think you're mostly supposed to, like, avoid combat. Um, I just know rats are a big part of the game. <laughs> but other than that, I don't remember much. I saw, like, one or two playthroughs of it, or, like, partial playthroughs. So what are some of the mechanics? You mentioned rats, so I'm assuming something like fire, torches. You yeah, know? you kind of light yeah. your way to keep them away. All right. And you had to keep, like, your torch going and stuff like that. Because uh, otherwise they will consume you. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's stealthy. I don't remember much about it. I want. I kind of want to try it. I think it's cheaper now. I think it's, like, 20 bucks now, so I might get around to it. 
But I wish I had more to say about that. Uh, then we got to the one that really interested me, uh, Atomic Heart. That's a great name. The thing looks dope. It's like this, rat, it's this so Russian weird. anime thing. This looks like it really has potential. It kind of reminds me of Fallout, sort of. A little bit. With like the retro aesthetic and robots. Mm-hmm. But I remember this was like a game they showed like two or three years ago and like we just never heard about it again. Where did you see this? This was at one of the E3s about two or three years ago. Was this still under Xbox who makes this game? Mm, I don't think so. I, I, It's some like... Let me look it up right now real quick. It's some like indie studio, I believe. Because it, it was like a name I had never heard of. Also, is this one an exclusive? Because this is probably the second game in this uh, showcase where I'm like, this, I would be down to play this. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, is it, Atomic Heart is an upcoming action role-playing video game. Okay, it's an RPG. That's good. Developed and published by Russian studio Mundfish, who also developed the VR game Soviet Luna Park, which was discontinued. The game is planned for release for Microsoft Windows, Xbox Series X, and Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. Okay. So that's good. It's on Unreal Engine 4. It's a single-player action role-playing first-person shooter. This looks dope. This game looks so quirky, like in the best way. Uh, I looked up the development. It says, in January 2019, a report was published on Gaming Forum Reset Era that cited anonymous sources within Munfish report about mass layoffs and income, income, incompetency, incompetency at the studio. The report stated the development had been rebooted as of August 2018 and resulted in a gameplay down. So I knew I'd seen this game before. So yeah, about three years ago, they mentioned it, and it seems like they had like some kind of internal strife or issues at the studio, and now they're like kind of back on track. This game looks really cool. The quirkiness is really what draws me to it. Is like the whole retro robot. It looks kind of scary at some points too. It looks like there might be kind of like horror elements, but it looks like a Russian take of Fallout. Yeah, it's got like telekinesis. The backstory yeah. must be dope. Yeah, there's a part where a woman like lifts her hand up and you see like these rocks and stuff like go like go up in the distance. So mm-hmm. like it looks weird. I want to know more about it. This is like one of the few like Xbox games that actually looks like. It could be like a sleeper hit, in my opinion. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's first person, which is kind of like I kind of still want to uh, give it a try. It still still got it got your clutch. It's got its clutches around you, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Then the last uh, game I wrote down for the showcase was Replaced. That's all thirty of them. No, no, no. This is just for the Bethesda one. Okay, where are we at? We at Replaced is the last one. It's like Castlevania kind of cyberpunk looking game. No, but just so we give it our audience an update, like what number are we at? If I had to guess, we're about halfway. All right, cool. And then after this, we still got the uh, Square Enix. Yeah, we start which is Square short. Enix, we got Capcom, which is even shorter, and then yeah. Nintendo's like the last long one. And then we're I want to get to these little rumors from Blue Point. All right, we'll see if we have time for that. Replace. What do you think about this one, Johnny? As someone who doesn't really play like Metroidvanias, that's not my that's not my genre of choice. This game looks really cool. I like the art style. It looks fun. It kind of reminds me of a uh, Dead Cells, which is like a, as a roguelike. Mm-hmm. It has that look. It looks very polished. It looks very clean. Very, very like still like steampunky, cyberpunky. This looks dope. I I like the atmosphere. Everything looks cool about it, except the combat. It looks. What did, what did I say earlier? I don't know. What'd you say? No, I remember we were uh, having another conversation. I said it looks because uh... of like the slash the animation. Oh yeah, yeah. You said the animation looked kind of like uh, like downgraded or like wonky. Yeah, it's not fluid. 
Yeah. Which kind of bothers me. Kind of like a frame by frame kind of thing. Yeah, that looks really annoying to me. Everything looks dope except that. I think that's on purpose, though. I think that's part of the aesthetic. No, it looks intentional, which yeah. but that looks annoying to me. <laughs> annoying. I'm curious about the story. I, I want. I mean, ultimately, what, what's going to make this a game that I want to play or not is going to be if the story is compelling. The gameplay looks good, but like, there's a lot of games out there that have gameplay that looks good. Like, so this one for me, for it to stand out, like other than just art style, I'm gonna wait on the reviews for this one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait on the reviews for this one. I usually don't listen to reviews too much, but this one's gonna be like a, it's gonna be hit or miss based on the reviews I hear about it. So. Overall, Johnny, that concludes the Microsoft slash Bethesda one. What do you be honest here? Like, bias aside, how did you feel about this like showing this presentation? Well, like I said earlier, I have to judge it in two ways. Um, <laughs> the presentation itself was really good. Mm-hmm. Like the pacing was great. Absolutely, there wasn't really like fuck. This is like rock bottom as far as a, a showcase. Mm-hmm. There weren't any like super low drops. But I feel like there weren't really, like, crazy highs either. That's fair. It was pretty neutral, consistent. So, presentation-wise... I feel like the low drops were not that many to begin with. No, no, no. And no, that when helps. it did drop, it wasn't, like... We didn't link... Oh, drastic. that reminds yeah. me, John. We didn't even mention... I completely skipped it. Redfall. Redfall. Yeah, we saw a cinematic trailer for that. The last Doesn't one... Does tell us anything about the gameplay again? It's the vampire squad-based... Uh, Supposedly it's an open world game, but the trailer didn't really get that across to me. It looked like kind of like, like scenarios, like Left 4 Dead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But supposedly there's a there was a developer interview where they mentioned like, it was an open world game, which I feel the trailer did not convey that at all. Um, the characters seem kind of cool, I guess. Um, I don't know much about the game really to comment further. It looks interesting, but again, I'm not really. I'm kind of burned out on these like squad based like enemy wave kind of games. It's, I'm just like, I'm, I'm hungry for a really good like story based game, like a short narrative heavy game. So, uh, I think that's mostly just based because I've been playing a lot of MMOs and online games lately. So this doesn't really cut it for me. Maybe when it comes out, my mind might change. Um, it doesn't yeah. do much for me. It looks cool, the concept. It looks of like, dope. The characters look cool, but we can't tell if it's going to be like a grinding type of game or mm-hmm. what the combat is actually like. Uh, vampires, I feel, of all monsters right now, it's kind of like an underrepresented like, genre subtype. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's aliens or like zombies. So a game where you kill vampires. I We saw like stakes and stuff like that. I wonder if there's going to be like, gar- like more like, you know, traditional anti-weapon, like vampire weaponry, like... There's gonna be like garlic weapons or, or like, like cannon or something, something like yeah. something wonky like that, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Uh, over okay, back again, Johnny. What do you think on the presentation? Okay, so the presentation itself, like I mentioned before, clean, no, no super highs, no super lows. Um, the presentation itself, I give it a B. Okay, but here's a but. Is How the B those... is the B for butt? Yeah, some but. <laughs> How many of those games were actually exclusives and how many of those exclusives were actually like, holy shit, this is wild. Well, so one of those exclusives was Forza, right? Yeah. A game we knew was in development, a game we knew they were going to drop. It's all, it's always uh, Halo Gears Forza. We saw uh, Gear, I mean, Halo. And then after that, we, we did some more exclusives like the top down one, which mm-hmm. I think is really dope. 
And after that, like, uh, Atomic Heart... Is, You're talking about like, The Ascent, right? Yeah, The Ascent. Okay. And then Atomic Heart is a uh, cross... Um, is on the PS uh, PlayStation as well. We know that now, yeah. Yeah, and they were a few more exclusives, but we didn't see gameplay, like uh, Starfield. Mm-hmm. Or they just didn't stand out at all. Not to mention, we were talking about this earlier, there was so many games that were absent that should have been here. We yeah. didn't see Senua Saga, Hellblade 2. We didn't see anything about the new Elder Scrolls game. Well, no new Fallout game, which was like the which was I was like for sure I thought it would be either a new Elder Scrolls game like Skyrim or like you mm-hmm. know Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, or we would get like a new Fallout game. But instead, we just got like an update of like DLC for Fallout seventy six, which is like okay, but that's something they do like every month or two, like almost every other month that something happens. And then we didn't see um, okay Gears. I figured I thought Gears would be a for sure thing. I thought it was too soon for Gears. I, I understand. So. I understand they why they didn't have Gears. I just thought it was too soon, so like no pressure on that. Okay, but there were so many other IPs where I'm like, like Xbox mainstays that should have like, where's Perfect Dark? We didn't see that. Yeah, we didn't see Perfect Dark. We didn't see um, what's the one, the fairy with the the frog? Fable. Fairy. Fable. Yeah. Fable. We didn't see Fable either. Uh, and there's games where I'm like, what? What the fuck is Xbox doing with these badass IPs and not doing shit with them? Like, there's Banjo. Where the fuck is Banjo? Where's the gameplay for Perfect Dark? Uh, Fable, we don't have the gameplay. Where's Killer Instinct? I forgot about Killer Instinct, honestly. So, like it feels I, like they're try- they're doing better, but they're not quite there. Well, I mentioned that other game from Rare earlier. Remember, it was oh the one from last year. Er- something Fall, Everfall, Enerfall, Everstar, Everfield, Ever. It was Ever something. Yeah, so they were developing that game. The game looked great. The aesthetic looked great. But like six days ago, they just mentioned that this game is being completely rebooted, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a Senua's Saga. I was listening to one of the developers, and they were saying that they're... Everwild. Everwild. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sen- Senua's Odyssey. Or is it Odyssey Saga. or Saga? Saga. They're just now going into full development. So how long is it going to take from now until they actually finish this game? Uh, Halo doesn't even have a release date. So all we're gonna get from now until like the end of the year is gonna be Forza, right? Well, I mean, yeah, Forza's one of them. Yeah, I mean, there's other ones that are not first party, like Far Cry. That stuff they show that's not first party that will be out this year, though, like Battlefield and Far Cry and um, what should we call it? Psychonauts Two, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Back for Blood, but those aren't first party games. Yeah, so. It's hard to put stock in in Xbox for me because they just sound like a bunch of promises. Like, I get the marketing is going to be there, but they're so consistent on just promises. And later on, you're like, this shit is getting rebooted. This shit is being canceled. It just happens too often. And then I'm looking at what they're putting out, right? From when the Xbox was announced to, to uh, November of this year, we have one release on... A first party title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or am I wrong? I think I think we might be forgetting some of the stuff. That yeah, some really have. tiny games. I, I think know. so. Like there's a uh, Grounded, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids type of game. That game's already out, but they just got like a DLC update. I think expansion or something. Yeah, such a tiny game. Well, I mean, they they 
And then they have something for everybody, I think, as well. I, I, I found there's two or three games in here that are like Xbox exclusive that I'm like, I like they convinced me honestly. I feel like convinced. Like, I feel like I Which need to get. Though? I want to get a Series S, not the X, because that's too expensive. I'm gonna go with the Series S, the cheap three hundred dollar one, because I want to play. Like for example, I mentioned Forza. I actually do want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Outer Worlds two. I know for sure that's gonna be Xbox exclusive. Cause that's okay. but that, that's Obsidian, so that's gonna be for sure. Uh, only on their console. Uh, I want to play the one I told you about, Auden Chronicle, the RPG one. Okay. I'm a big RPG guy. Uh, just those three really are my main ones. But like some of the other stuff too, like oh Starfield. I know like it didn't really sell you, but knowing the pedigree for well, what I consider a high pedigree studio, even though like they you know glitches are an issue, but like Bethesda, I've never played a Bethesda game I did not like. The only Bethesda at game- least liked. That I'm kind of like, damn, they got that one was uh, Doom. Doom is, yeah, that's under id. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's Bethesda software. Yeah, id. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, that's the only I have game Doom, I consider I, a loss. Yeah, I have uh, Doom Eternal, and like, I haven't finished it, but it's a fun-ish game. So, that I can understand. Um, so, but you're right, a lot of these are just promises of, like, look out for 2022 or look out for 2023. I get that. Yeah, so as far as like Xbox exclusive stuff, I kind of give it like a C minus, a D plus. Wow. Oh, okay, but you're going off like what's exclusive, not as an overall. Yeah, okay. Overall is you a said B. B, right? Yeah. Okay. I feel like overall I'd probably give it like an A minus, B plus. Overall, not from an Xbox exclusive, but just like presentation because it was game after game after game mm. after game. Like they did not waste time. Really, I felt everything was like day one Game Pass, day one Game Pass. It sounds like if you have Game Pass, like you're winning for like a long time. You're going to be winning. Like you're going to be getting something at least every month, at least one thing that's going to excite you, I think. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you have Game Pass, and that's really what I would get. For me, what I would get this for, and I think I mentioned this before, like somebody else mentioned where like they thought that the PlayStation was going to be like their exclusives only game or system and the Xbox would be like general stuff and then it came the other way around where the playstation became like where they play everything the xbox is just for exclusives i kind of feel that way too where like my playstation 5 will continue to be like the my main like console that i main mm-hmm. but the series s will be like my complimentary like nintendo one on the side sort of or like i have game pass and i'm gonna when i don't know what to play or if i want to play a specific game like starfield because that's gonna be a day that's gonna be a day one game pass game so not having to put down $70 for that and just paying like whatever it is for Game Pass to be able to play that like at launch is going to be awesome. Uh, again, for Forza, all these games on Xbox, I'm not planning to buy to own. I'm gonna, I'm just going to get it for Game Pass, honestly. It's going to be kind of like my Netflix, whatever streaming system at that point. So, okay. You think Starfield is going to run on the Xbox S? Series S? Yeah, it has to. I don't know. Are you thinking of the Xbox One? Is that what you're, what you're thinking of? No, I'm thinking about the S. You want the one or the S? The S. I don't know if I could. It could run there. It's not gonna look as great as the X, but for sure it'll run on it. Like they even mentioned, like you know, Xbox Series X. They count the Series X and S as one. Whenever they list it, they pretty much always list it as like one system together. The they run the slash. The slash, yeah. I don't know. It'll run on it. It probably won't. It's not going to be the optimized preferred. What's, what's a game? The Series S is as strong as the PS4 is. 
If a little bit stronger than that. It's weaker. I've seen it. I've seen weaker than the PS4. Yeah. It's a base got... a base model PS4. Oh, I don't know about a base. It's at least between a pro and a in the base. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. So Starfield looks like it could. Poly- it looks. But do you have any proof of that? Do you have an example where like, damn, this fucking AAA game ran on that s and it ran it well well okay so like do we have any evidence for that well okay let's let's kind of like picking hairs because we know there's not that many great exclusives on on series x s slash s right now other than like re uh not returnal i get that confused with the medium like the medium runs on the series s fine Mm -hmm. like i've seen it like run on fine and that's like next gen like I'd, i'd be like pushing the ps4 kind of a bit probably yeah so we know it's at least as good as that i mean Again, for like going for like the Series S, I just want to play like the games. I just want to play. It's like me my Bethesda machine, basically. I get it. If you're just trying to have fun and not have like the craziest aesthetics, yeah, running in the back. Yeah, That's why I would I go up for the S or the X because there's like a two hundred dollar difference right there. Okay. Maybe if I save enough between now and like next year, I might spring fully for the X, probably. But I feel like that would just be like that would just be kind of like a waste, maybe. Because I feel like we should be saving up for like a bigger hard drive or something instead. Did you see like the we talked about this a while back where like the cost for like a hard drive for the Series X is almost like buying another S. Yeah, I've heard of that. Or it's almost like you might as well just buy another system at that point. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's gonna be fixed by then. If not, maybe I'll buy a two S's. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh again, a B plus, A minus. But only because like nothing else comes close for me so that's a minus by default rather i'm grading on a curve basically not because i strongly believe it like if playstation showed up for this i feel like i probably would give it a b because i know playstation would have delivered a little biased maybe but you and i both know they would have delivered i I do it i'm so confident playstation's gonna deliver we're gonna move on we'll get to that later yeah we're going on to the next one the square enix one johnny gardens of the galaxy like made up like two-fifths of their entire presentation. What'd you think? Yeah, about? that thing ran way too long. It was like 20-plus minutes long. Yeah. What'd you think about this one? I saw the combat. It doesn't look that interesting. It just... I don't know. It looks like a good narrative game, which is kind of what I want at this point. Narrative-wise, it looks dope. The voice acting, the banter looks cool. It feels like you're watching like the actual movie with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, except the gameplay just doesn't look like it's... Uh, it looks better than the Avengers game, at least, oh, that they did. Sure. It looks yeah. polished. I think... No, you know what? There's a point where the frames dropped, though. It was very noticeable. I didn't see that. There's a part... And I was like, wow, that's pretty bold. That, considering it's, like, pre-recorded footage, that they still went with is, like... There was, like, a part where it got really choppy, where there was, like, a lot of enemies on screen. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could see, like, it kind of, like, crawled to... Like, it must have been, like, 15 frames per second kind of thing, where you kind of, like... It was really noticeable. And so, like, the gameplay... The actual gameplay, when it's running smooth... Looks pretty cool. I like actually that you only play as as Quill. Okay. I actually like that because that means that the gameplay is going to be tailored for him specifically, rather than trying to like make a game that's like playable for five different types of characters that play differently, mm-hmm. and therefore like a less focused, less refined combat. Yeah, that might have been uh, Avengers' downfall. Exactly. I feel like focusing on one character means that the gameplay experience will be tailored, focused, laser focused on making quill like a dynamic character to play as yeah and you can just do the thing where you can like call up like on the menu like to call in specific party members to come do like specific things mm-hmm. i thought that's really cool like so you can still you still kind of get like that interactivity with other with the other guardians mm-hmm. 
but the core gameplay is like you're still your main character you're still quill so i think it's like the best of both worlds i also love that there's no dlc there's no like online multiplayer it's meant to be like a one and done kind of game which technically usually is risky because you know developers want to rake in like long-term cash and revenue yeah but i love that they decided like we're gonna make this a self-contained single player no online bullcrap no battle passes no none of the event basically they learned from like the mistakes of avengers we're like let's make this a single player dynamic experience and then that's it for me that's like the biggest selling point honestly i don't know if they learned from avengers but this game had to have been in development at the same time true but it feels kind of like a counterpoint to avengers yeah maybe they took out the microtransactions after the fact you know yeah um i'm excited this was i felt it was this really dragged down the presentation for me because it's like okay I, I remember like halfway through it, i was like okay can we move on like this is enough yeah, i heard all all the streams saying that but now in retrospect i understand why i ran it so long because they really didn't have that much to show so it seemed kind of like uh let's keep doing let's just roll with it kind of thing uh next game after that i'm probably gonna play it but i want to wait for it to like drop in like to 30 or something uh, we saw Final Fantasy 1 through 6. Uh, these are like the old school, like pre PS1 games. Yeah. Uh, they're getting like a kind of a weird pixel remaster for mobile and Steam, which is really weird because you can already play those games on cell phones and on Steam. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, were like, why isn't this on Switch? Why isn't this coming to Switch? And they kind of, especially since all six of these games were on Nintendo like consoles, mm-hmm. like back in the day. It not coming to Switch is really weird. It would have been really dope if it came to PS4 or PS5 just for trophies. Because I would love to replay those games just for the I trophies. I heard a lot of that. People just want those trophies. Uh, that would have been really cool. But it not coming to Switch would seem like a very like obvious glare of an issue. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of great reaction videos of people watching and instantly got pissed off when they saw the Steam mobile thing. So, check those out because they're pretty funny. Uh, then we got like a huge portion of the conference on Life is Strange True Colors, which is like, I think now the third game in the series, but it's not number three. It's uh, it's a story about uh, this girl that she, I think she goes to visit her brother and then her brother mysteriously dies and then she kind of has to like solve the mystery of like what happened to him. In previous Life is Strange uh, games, like the first one, like yeah, like time travel. The second game, I think yeah, like uh, telekinesis. And this one is strange, uh, pun intended, because her powers are based off of motions, where she can, like, the main character can, like, alter or mess with people's, like, emotions and what they're feeling. Uh, they didn't really explain it that, I mean, they showed an example, but I feel like I didn't fully get it. Maybe I'm just dumb. But uh, I'm kind of looking forward to this because I love the first two games. Johnny, you don't have any, like, reference point for Life is Strange, do you? No, you said it's sort of like um plays a lot like Heavy Rain. Like Heavy Rain, maybe Beyond Two Souls. Yes. Beyond Two Souls I really like. It's very much like those two games. But yeah. I feel like those games didn't pick up until the very end. Yeah, because like in Beyond the beginning Souls, you're just learning the mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes the build-up takes too long. It's too much of a visual novel for me. I can understand that. Like I said, I'm kind of hungry for like a story, like a very tight narrative experience. So uh, maybe that's why it appeals to me. Uh, we saw like they're coming out with like a kind of like a ultimate edition where it includes every one of the games together for I think Switch and I think for the modern consoles. But I might be mistaken. For sure for Switch though I think. Um, 
It looks cool. And then they showed uh, Babylon's Fall, which is a very muddy-looking, murky game. Super disappointing. Oh, um, wait, not Babylon's Fall. The next one. Well, both of them, actually. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, Stranger of <laughs> Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah, super disappointed. When I first heard the like the pitch for this... Like I, Final Fantasy, but Dark Souls? I thought, like, when I heard it, I was like, finally, I'm going to be able to jump into Final Fantasy. But no. The textures look muddy. The voice acting is fucking trash dude. it's funny voice acting is more funny i think than trash but i mean it's not great but it's not great like in a funny way the game looks like a ps3 game honestly like i saw like mm-hmm. the gameplay i think there's a demo i haven't played the demo yet but the gameplay looked like kind of there's it, something about the environment that just looks very uninspired and very drab they weren't lying it is kind of like bloodborne-ish type of combat but it's the the ai looks terrible dude like have you seen the monsters they just kind of pivot sideways like they're like they're like the monsters are on tank they present to you my more vulnerable side kind of thing yeah yeah it doesn't look great at all it doesn't i agree um i really hope they show more of it i mean i hope it i hope the game gets better throughout like production i don't know how far away it is but it needs some work it really needs some work um next game uh after so that's a square enix one johnny how would you rate that and like be be brutally honest if you want. C minus D plus. Yeah, yeah. D plus. D plus. I think that's fair. I think I'd give it a D plus too, honestly. There was nothing they really like. The major thing they showed that was what was supposed to be the major thing was the Final Fantasy Origin game. It just doesn't it it completely like just it just doesn't look good. I'm not excited. I'm not excited at all for it, which is weird for me to say about a Final Fantasy game. But it's just not for me. Maybe that'll change as we get closer. But yeah, I think the Guardians of Prison- the Guardians of the Galaxy presentation was a little too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life is Strange stuff was felt too long. I mean, Guardians alone. The announcements were either too long or disappointing. Guardians by itself is probably like a C plus for me. I would go with yeah. Well, I give it like a B minus, but that's because I'm maybe yeah looking forward to it. But overall, I think a D plus C minus is about fair. Uh, that's gonna be that's generally the theme of E three this year is it's just fair, it's just okay. Uh, the next one, so we're moving on to the next one. Nintendo, not yet. We have one last one with Capcom. Okay. Capcom was super disappointing. What it's like, why did you even show up at all? Well, what did they have? They showed five games, Johnny, three of which are already out. Oh, is it like that detective thing? Ace Attorney Chronicles, that's the uh, one that's not out yet. That's the only one I saw. So That's the only one that's not out yet. They went into more about Resident Evil 8 with the DLC, but they didn't show anything. Nope. They just showed like past gameplay, which was weird. They just said, oh, by popular demand, we're making DLC for Resident Evil 8, which is what I wanted, which is good. It's story DLC. Yeah, Andrew wants a merchant DLC. That's not what I said, but that would be funny. He wants to know how he gets across into all the rooms. He rolls around. That's the step. That's the cannon. He rolls and squeezes <laughs> through all the doors. Yes, he does. <laughs> we actually talked about that last week with Joe. If you go back, uh, Joe and I made the joke that the the merchant he like rolls around. That's how he defeats enemies, and that he that he basically just that's his method of that's his method of combat or and like. That's not a bad tactic. What just, he has to just do, roll and 
use a shotgun. As and what he what he does is he tries to stay ahead of the character, so he's always like in the right spot when he needs to be. So he knows like which way you're heading, so he tries to beat you to that room. <laughs> That's kind of like the premise. Beats those werewolves like. It's like the boulder from Indiana Jones. Really bad joke. Go ahead. All right. Uh, then we talked. They talked a lot about Monster Hunter Rise. Mm, yeah. Which was like okay, but that game's already out. Like, why are you still like? They kind of showed like DLC stuff, and it's like okay, like whatever. The Ace Attorney Chronicles game was the only one that's not out, and even then, it's already out in Japan. But it's not out over here, so I'll get. I'll cut it some slack. They showed more Reverse, which was like that online component that was supposed to come out with Resident Evil 3. Do you remember? Oh, no. It was supposed to come out with Resident Evil Village. The Reverse, whatever, that like kind of like where you play as the characters like fighting each other. I missed it. I couldn't play it. You didn't miss much, Sean. It's not even out yet. It's not even out yet. It was supposed to come out with Village, but it got delayed. No, but they, didn't they have the demo? And yeah. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get into the lobby for that. Oh, uh, okay. And then there was no, that was about it. That was the only stuff. Oh, there was that thing for Street Fighter, but it was like tournament news. It's like not that important. Yeah, which only applies to you if you're like a hardcore Street Fighter player. So that was Capcom. Honestly, this was like the lowest point for me. The presentation, Jody. Really? There was a lower point than this, but anyway. no. Overall, Capcom's was like the lowest point. Like you get a you get an F. Take two was the lowest point. We're not including that. That wasn't even. There was no That's gameplay. A total F. So let's move on. There was no gameplay included. We can't. It's like if I was rating food and you're like, oh well, dirt is bad too. It's like where well, that's not that doesn't count. Dirt still has some nutrition to it. Uh, I guess. What you, what would you give Capcom, Johnny? For me, it's an F. It's a it's an F. Yeah. Although Resident Evil Eight DLC news is great, they didn't show anything. So it's an F plus. F plus sounds good. Then, lastly, but certainly not least, we have Nintendo, Johnny. Uh, the first thing is uh, they announced uh, Kazuya from Tekken is joining Smash. Which makes sense, because we already have someone from King of Fighters. We have Ryu from Street Fighter. Seems like we're getting all the major fighting uh, franchises out of the way. You know, if Brian was here, he would have made a great guess. That's true. If Brian was here, he probably would kind of like delve into it, too. Brian would have guessed. Um, Brian's a huge Tekken. Brian is a huge uh, Tekken player. He would have gone with a uh, Hamburglar and Grimace. <laughs> they have to be from a video game franchise, Johnny. They have to be from a video game franchise. Well, we still got one more to go. So, what do you think about this last one? I'm thinking it's gonna Dude, be. It's gotta be Crash. I think I want it to be Crash, but I feel like it's gonna be like a first party Nintendo character, like someone we haven't seen, like. I think if they did Waluigi, like that would be like the end, the perfect end cap for all this. It's gonna be disappointing. You think so? I think so. Do they have Fat Princess yet? From PlayStation? Oh, that's PlayStation's. Oh man, I that would not trash. make any sense. That'd be like the most obscure character for this. What if it was? A, what if it was another Kojima? Nah, there's nothing on. Gray Fox or something. Gray Fox, that'd be. Dumb. Or what's Norman Reese's character? Bridges something? Uh, Porter Bridges. Would that make sense? What if all this Kojima really. stuff is just like a long-term Smash, like, kind of like tease? Would you be upset? No, it's not that. I see no but what if it was, Johnny? If it was, it wouldn't be all there was. Oh, okay. We'll get to that later. Uh, then we saw the, they're doing like a remaster of Super Monkey Ball. I never played a single one. This thing is like 20 years old. It actually, yeah, it's a 20th anniversary. You're correct. But I never, I don't really have much reference, for, uh, frame of reference for Super Monkey Ball. That wasn't my thing. So, 
Cute, but not my thing. Then we saw a sequel to the Long Dead Cruising franchise, Johnny, with Cruising Blast. Which that's think? cool, but it's. Do you it's remember just... Cruising USA on N sixty four? Yeah, that was really fun back then. But it's there's nothing new about this. It doesn't look. It doesn't look very visually impressive. No, it doesn't. But it's cool that it's there, I guess. Um, then we saw the they're reporting Fatal Frame, uh, made in Blackwater from the Wii U to the Switch. It's a, one of the horror games where you take pictures with the camera, with the scary Japanese women. Oh wait a minute! You that know Fatal Frame? Like, no, I don't. But that sounds like a fun game. You take pictures. Like Pokemon Snap, but hard. Yes. That sounds cool, dude. Really? You've never heard of Fatal Frame? Nah, nah. This is dope, though. Like, you take pictures of these creatures to, like, like capture their souls or whatever. No, this should really be a feature. Like, when Silent Hill comes out, which it will, there should be a camera feature in there. Right? Yeah, Fatal Frame does that already, but it does it with, like, Japanese, like, motifs, like women with, like, their hair over their face and stuff. Dude, this should be, this should be, like, in, in Resident Evil or, or Silent Hill where you have a camera and that's part of your trophies list. You capture this or capture this angle of the mansion or whatever. It's right. interesting. Not for me. I definitely don't mess with scary stuff like that. Uh, then we saw Mario Party Superstars, which, as a long-term Mario Party fan, huge Mario Party fan, uh, this looks exactly like what I wanted the last one to be like, where they're adding old school boards. Uh, it already has like internet, like internet play, like already integrated into it. How many people were asking for this? I think... Oh. I think, man, how many people can play? How many people are asking for this? I don't know. At least one. At least me. Uh, there's other, there's a market out there for Mario Party. I think it's one of, like, Mario's, like, more beloved, like, but spin-offs. But it's, like, a separate thing as an issue. Right? A separate what? A separate thing. Like, its own game. Yeah, it's its own, like, spin-off series. Kind of like Mario Golf. I guess. Mario I, I Smash Brothers. Mario Party in a while. Then we see we got WarioWare Get It Together, which is like a funny name, Get It Together. Uh, WarioWare hasn't been sh- seen since, like, I want to say, like, the 3DS? Oh, there was a little console release. Remember the Game & Watch? The Legend of Zelda one? Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Um, WarioWare looks fun. Never played a WarioWare game myself, but it looks kind of cool. Uh, did you see this one, Johnny? WarioWare? This is, like, one of all the mini games with Wario themed? Nah. Well, it looks good. And then we saw Metroid Dread, which seems to be like the big thing of the conference so okay, far. Okay, this this is a kind of a letdown because I feel like a hardware is just holding back this game. The lighting looks awful. Animation looks alright. The gameplay looks fun, though. But it's still a, a, a side-scroller. A 2D, yeah. Platformer. This game needs to be a full-fledged 3D game. Give well, it the Zelda treatment. Well, that's what Metroid Prime 4 is going to be. Is that official or something? It's... All the Prime games are 3D. Okay. This one is like a sequel to like the 2D one that came out like in 2000. But is it official that they're making the next? Uh, yeah, Metroid? they mentioned that in the conference. Literally, they say, I missed that. Like we know you guys are eager for more information on Metroid Prime, 4, uh, Metroid Prime Four, but like right now we're going to show you is like another Metroid game instead. Because I kind of feel like they want to know how this game takes off to see what kind of like resources are going to invest into that. No, Metroid Prime Formers is already a thing that's confirmed. It's on its own. It's like us. They had to restart development on it though, because like the original incarnation was like bad. I guess, dude. If they launch the Switch Pro with that, that should be badass. That's another thing. How do they not mention the Switch like the next system at all? I felt like for sure we're gonna get that. 
and they just completely avoided talking about it altogether. Well, this console is the Switch is what five years old. They get to next year, it's six years old, and finally they're like, they're like, all right. By the time the Switch is seven years old, you get your console, just like every other regular uh, console cycle. You're you're saying you feel you think it's nearing to the end of its life cycle. I don't think it's gonna be a Switch Pro by that time. It'll just be a totally brand new thing. It's not gonna be like a mid-gen refresh. Okay. It'll just be totally the next, the next iteration. Gen. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, after that, we got uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, which kind of looks like a PS2 game. It's like that one which where like you're negotiating with demons. Do you remember this one, Johnny? No. Okay. It's the one that starts off with you're, you're like a Japanese high school student, and you're dealing with like these creatures. And like you have to negotiate with them, you have to like prevent Armageddon or something like that. It's like super JRPG ish. No, no. It doesn't look that great, honestly. It looks like a PS2 game. Actually, I do remember the trailer, but it doesn't capture me at all. <laughs> uh, it probably will be fun, but it just doesn't grab my interest. Um, it's like the Persona games, basically. It's kind of it's like the same developer. Hmm. Uh, then we saw the Advance Wars One and Two remake, which that's uh, probably the only game I'm super excited about aside from Mario Party. Okay. Uh, I loved Advance Wars on the on Game Boy on the Game Boy Advance back in the day, mm-hmm. and it's the first two being completely remade with like Switch graphics. Okay. And it looks pretty cool. It's gonna be both of those games together, so I'm excited for that. Uh, and then the last thing, it just I guess it kind of goes with it, is the whole Breath of the Wild two was like the last big thing they showed. I'm not a big Zelda fan. That's not my niche. Really? I'm not. They just never appealed to me. I played Link, A Link to the Past. I played Ocarina of Time, and they just don't click with me. I thought this you kind of would have been interested because you do like Cell Shaded at least more than I do. That's not enough. That's not enough. It just doesn't grab my interest. What I hate is that the game has a mechanic where like you have weapons that have durability, so they break, so you have to like use new ones. I hate that mechanic in any game where you have to like, like oh this weapon's broken now, like you have to use a new one. Like you can't just keep your weapons; they keep breaking. And to find new ones to replace them. It's really annoying. Very annoying mechanic. And that's why I can't play Monster Hunter. Because I constantly got to sharpen my blades. It's not that bad. It's terrible. It takes like one it's monster. Game breaking. It's like one monster before you have to like repair it. At least you can repair it. In, in Breath of the Wild you can't repair it. You have to get new weapons. And then they show like that Game & Watch thing. Where it was like let the first two Legend of Zelda games I think. Uh-huh. On like a physical handheld. Okay. Not for me. Definitely for the avid collector of Nintendo stuff. This presentation, uh, that kind of that that sums it up, Johnny. But this presentation to me felt like if you're a hardcore Nintendo fan, then this was for you. But if you're more like me, where you were like PlayStation and that kind of experience is like the primary. Unless you show me Pokemon, then 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 like Nintendo doesn't have that much for me. Oh yeah, they didn't give an update on Pokemon. Well, because they just did like one on Nintendo on Pokemon like a month or two like exclusively just about Pokemon, so that's why they didn't bother showing it anymore. Like All again, right. well, what could, could what could they have dropped that was like? Because people were like Metroid. Okay, so they released this Metroid, and we already know Metroid. The other one's in development. So what other IP do they have? What I really would have wanted would be like a sequel, like mainline Mario game, like Mario Odyssey 2. What about Donkey Kong? A Donkey Kong in the vein of like a 3D, like Donkey Kong 64 would have been dope. Right? Yeah. That's got to be the one. Or at least a new Donkey Kong Country. That would have been cool. For sure. Donkey Kong Country. 
And then what? That's about it. Those are the only stuff that really appeals to me aside from Pokemon. So they're oh, at... oh, or a new Kirby game. A new, like, fresh Kirby game. Without the yarn gimmicks, without any gimmicks. Just a proper 3D Kirby game. That would have been, that would have been, like, yet, like a yes moment for me. I just realized we forgot to turn off the damn fan, dude. That's okay. I'm gonna you can take it. it off? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what other IP Nintendo has that would drag me back into the console. I mean, people have been asking for a, uh, a Western localization of Earthbound, like, since, like, forever. They could have done that. I don't Which... know what IP they own at this point, but I, I think I would really be down for a Snake Ride on Roll or a um, crossover between Disney, that old school game with the Haunted Mansion. A modern? They have one of the, no. Yeah, they have like a they have like a Xbox Connect version of one of those for like the Disneyland one. Uh-huh. There's actually a really good like modern 3D rendering of Disneyland through the Xbox Connect game. It's like Disneyland Adventures something like that. But it's like a you go to the rides and it's basically you do like on screen like stuff for like jumping and stuff like that. It's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. I suggest checking it out if you can. But getting a connect and all that's gonna be a hassle. I think this. I think this is a C. Ooh, sorry, Johnny. Um, I agree with you. This is a. This was a pretty poor E three overall. I think you, you and I talked about this earlier, where it felt like for the first time in like a long time, like PlayStation's absence of like a huge noticeable void, where like, I think Xbox did so well because it's on a curve where like playstation wasn't here so xbox was seemed to be like a very strong presentation overall and or maybe nintendo was a strong presentation depending on i mean depending on um which of those game or those franchises you love more but overall well i, I saw some of the polls and the polls were on the same people have were having a hard time what's better nintendo or there's xbox presentation so you and i kind of just gave xbox like a a B, B plus, and then Nintendo just got a C. Well, we're definitely grading on a curve, yeah. And the polls that I saw, uh, what's his name uh, that gave the presentation? Uh, was it Jeff? Keely? Yeah. That I was think... for Summer Games Fest, but yeah. Yeah, but I think he's always still doing the polls. Okay. So he he put out a poll for, for this, and initially Xbox had an A for the highest amount of ratings. I agree. After about a day... It became a B, C, and then A and D. Hmm. So that A dropped down to to number three. After you know thousands of, of votes. Interesting. So honestly, I, I feel I thought the E three was just a little, little underwhelming. Yeah, I felt uh, Xbox had the strongest showing with Nintendo like right behind it, yeah, and followed by Ubisoft. PlayStation still hasn't shown up yet. They dropped right. Horizon, but that's just one game. Yeah. That's a game we all knew, like, that's that's going to be a fucking great game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sh- sure where that's going to go with in terms of, like... Uh, well, to me, of course, I'm going to say... That. Are we getting a presentation this summer, or is that, are they doing the PlayStation Experience thing we heard about, like, in the fall, like usual? Well, I think there's going to be something on the 22nd that's a rumor I've been hearing. I don't know if it's official yet. Two days from now? Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know anything about that. So, I think there's something on the 22nd. Or sometime at the end of June or the end of July. Okay. Uh, so they still will have to show up. Mm-hmm. And the potential for the good shit is pretty fucking high. 
Yeah, just overall this E3 this year, uh, it's the first one since the pandemic, so I kind of get it. Like, not everybody's on their game yet, like, literally and metaphorically. I feel it was overall just kind of mediocre. Uh, that's not to d- take anything away from all the people that like, worked on their games and stuff and presentation. I know all that's hard work, but honestly, like, there was just nothing that... There was nothing that... I didn't have a wow moment like I usually do. There was nothing that, like, got me excited. I mean, some games I'm looking forward to, but it's nothing like... I mean, I just had my my expectations too high. I don't know. I just feel like there was no, like, major, like, oh, I can't believe they did this moment, you know? That's what I'm saying. There's not, like, holy shit, like, they pulled that one. Right. There's none of that for me. Yeah. Like, they pulled out... They put out, put out some A's, but not no S's, right? Yeah, because I originally had to say at the beginning we're grading, we're grading on a we're grading on S to F, and re- no one really deserves S. I think you're right. Um, but anyways, that kind of summarizes that. So that's that was our E3 analysis for this year, Johnny. What? Give me this cons- conspiracy. I think I want to break this. How long is this pod? Uh, we're at about an hour and a half. I I'm thinking we kind of break this pod, and then we just do a, a short one like right after this. Do you want to just hoard save it for next week then, or okay, or do you think it'll be like? Yeah, I think it'll be outdated by that, then. That's what I'm saying. I think they're gonna release something on the 22nd. Give me the 10 minute cliff notes of this. Uh, there's a rumor about. No, start from the top. Come on, you have a whole sheet right here. Well, you want me to say the whole thing? Yeah, as best as you can. But it's buried behind the pod. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Come on. All right. Uh, you're going to need your phone shortly. Okay. Okay. Oh, because I have to translate stuff, right? Yeah, this is going to be really quick. Uh, no, you don't have to translate. I just want you to read some, a tweet. Uh, all right, so the rumor is, obviously, Kojima's supposed to be working on Silent Hill, right? He better be working on something. Yeah, and there's all these connections all these people have been making. And usually, following these little rumors leads to not very much, right? Some of the leaks for E3 tend tend to be correct right like uh what was it uh demon souls that was a rumor we knew about that before was a, oh because a blue point yeah yeah uh so this one there's way too many connections to just completely ignore hmm. so the idea is that there's this, this company blue point not blue point blue uh, box blue box mm-hmm. and the developer's name is hassam karaman mm-hmm. and the connections on, on this are all right the first thing, the first like, what the fuck is going on here thing, is if you take uh, Karaman, you translate it from Turkish to Japanese, it spells out Hideo. Interesting. And then you take the name Hassan, you translate it from Turkish to Japanese, it gives you this verbiage, I have no idea what it is, but you translate that Japanese into English again, and then it says I'm waiting. So Hassam Karaman, the developer of Blue Box, actually says, once translated, says, I'm waiting, Hideo. Hmm. Uh, the second part of this is Hassam Karaman, same initials, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a little more obvious than I expected, yeah. Uh, the, web- the website, when you go to their website, um, no, I don't think it's their website. Their website is just blank. You go on there and there's nothing there, right? There's a trailer for this and it's called Abandoned. And like Silent Hills, it was abandoned, right? <laughs> also, you go, I think it's to their Twitter. I forgot what other website you go to. 
and their background just happens to be hills in the background. Nah, that's a little too on the nose. Okay. Uh, other things that they've worked on was like this fitness app. And the fitness app has a description of it, and then it has, like, abbreviated, it just says PT. A little odd, nothing major. But then, uh, you go back onto the Twitter, and they say, hey, guess the name of the game. And it says, starts with H, ends with L. That one I do remember. All right, so, yeah. obviously, okay, Silent Hill, you're teasing us again. Let me see what else. Uh, why do they have an app? They have, like, a personalized app for them that Sony is developing that we're supposed to be able to be obviously downloading, but what other game is doing this? Like, is God of War doing this? Is Horizon doing this? Hmm. Like, why do they have this exclusive thing going on? Okay. Um, if you look at the Blue uh, Box logo, it's the same as the PlayStation Studios logo. It's just inverted, and it says Blue Box. But it's the same font. It's the same square within a square. Oh, that's right. With the black, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... There's a couple more things. Like, there's a connection to this uh, character, the Siren. But it, it gets a little more tedious. But that alone is like, there's some weird shit going on here. And then the final, the final thing is, I want you to read this tweet. All right? It's on Twitter. It's, it's Blue Point Halloween tweet from 2019. And the tweet is, it starts with So Calm the Spooky Night. So go ahead and check that out. What's it called? Blue Point Halloween tweet, So Calm the Spooky Night. So Calm the Spooky This better not be like a jump scare or something. No. I'm going to slap you. No, I just want your opinion on this. Uh, oh, so calm. I put so call. So calm. Uh, to the Twitter app, right? Mm-hmm. So calm the spooky night. A symphony of rumors. Not one, but two. Return from shadow. A resistance to dart home as black monsters escape twisted hills to wander lands and siphon souls. Filter your candy collection soft from solid and be eco-friendly. Have a metal Halloween. There's a lot of key words in there. Dude, there's five games in there. There's like five mentions of like different stuff there. Um, okay. Return from Shadow. Symphony. I'm thinking of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh-huh. It's two of them. Shadow, I'm not. I'm trying, I can't figure it out right now. A resistance. Shadow to, is Shadow of the Colossus. They made a remake of that. That's right, they did. A resistance to Dart Home as a black mon. I think resistance. Did they do a resistance game or no? I, I don't think so. I don't know. To Dart Home as black monsters escape twisted hills. Mm-hmm. Twisted hills to wander lands and siphon souls. Dark souls. Dark souls. Filter your candy collection soft from solid. Metal Gear, maybe? And be eco-friendly, have a metal Halloween. Yeah. So I counted six or seven games, two of which they've already remade. Interesting. The one that jumps out to me was it says Dart Home. Uh, Dart is one of the characters from Legend of Dragoon. I wonder if there's a connection there. Dart? Because Legend of Dragoon has been like... For so long, one of the games that people have wanted remade. So that's eight games? It sounds like they gave us the whole plan. Though. And here's Siphon. I think a Siphon filter. Exactly, yeah. 
That's I don't know. And then the, and the little gif with the red moon and the bats. Symphony of the Night. Uh, yeah. Castlevania. Oh my god, there's so much going on here. Interesting. So why, dude? Oh, why man. make this a little poem fucking randomly? This is interesting. This is this has layers. There's layers here. I don't know what to believe. It makes... I, I mean, it kind of gets the, the mind percolating a little bit. I'm definitely wondering and, like, that my mind share is now on it. But I hate having to think about stuff and not knowing stuff, so I'm just going to be waiting for, like, the well, why announcement. The reason why it's more relevant is because at least two of those games have already come to pass. Right. So, it's like, are they, do they announce, like, their entire slate and schedule for the next few years or That's something? That's exactly what it sounds like, yeah. This is interesting. What do you think? What do you think? Well, I mean, that that tweet alone says it all. Like that's what the plan is. So there's Metal Gear, Silent Hills, and some other stuff in the. It sounds like too many damn games, but since two of them have already come to pass, it's like okay, how much of this is legit? It was like nine games in there. Like when you said uh, that other name, Dart, Dart, yeah. That would be dope. because yeah, and then you mentioned Siphon. I was like, oh shit, yeah, Siphon, Siphon filter. filter. Yeah. Interesting. The plot thickens. Is that all you have on your paper? Yeah, those were the main points. I mean... Oh, okay, I'm just thinking of, like, the logistics of this. Okay, Siphon Filter, that can... Okay, that's Ben, or, that's ben Studio. He could... Sony has that. Okay, Sony has that. So that, that, could, that could happen. Mm-hmm. The thing with Metal Gear, though, is that's still Konami, and Konami's not, like, playing ball with anybody, so that's going to be tricky. Well, they're licensing their stuff out. They've already talked about it. And they said uh, Silent Hills is already working with a Japanese studio. Don't know which one, but they're working on it. Okay. So, okay. it does exist. Interesting. And then, and then Metal Gear, Kojima put out that thing we didn't talk about for uh, E3, but they put out that uh, Death Stranding director's cut mm-hmm. where where Norman Reedus gets into the box and then you see the oranges and it's the Metal Gear music and mm-hmm. they're in the cave and all these references to obviously Metal I Gear. I haven't seen that video. I have to check it out. But then. the thing is it's it pretty much riding on the border of like copyright infringement, right? Right. So Konami had to sign off on this thing. Interesting. So if Konami is signing off on this thing, it's kind of saying like hey, we're good, you know? Like I mean, it's not, not beyond. Beefing right now. Yeah, it's not beyond the realm of like possibility. I just, is it probable? Is the question? Not it's, it's not impossible, but is it probable? I don't know. This is interesting. Um, I'm just gonna wait for the announcement. I'm not gonna. There's. I'm, I'm not gonna get too like hyped up about this because even Blue Box themselves, I played down like, okay, guys, we're sorry for that tweet earlier, like yeah. about the Sign Hills, like kind of like get like re like kind of rear in your expectations of what the game is everybody's trying to find the angle but at the same time if blue box was playing this game to write the coattails of well this isn't the first time right like remember when uh moby dick that's the what was the name of the studio that was it called moby dick was yeah it i think it was moby dick and like that whole thing was like they put like oh yeah no it's not metal gear what does the whale have to do with metal gear but it still ended up being metal gear yeah so we don't know what to believe now, especially with these studios kind of like playing like these coy games where like, no, it's not this thing. And then a year later, oh, yeah, it was this thing. But we just didn't want to tell you. Like the last of us too. remember when it was like, um, 
Or no, I was thinking of like Avengers, right? When they guessed a whole year in advance that the title's gonna be Endgame. Like, no, it's not Endgame. Like, oh yeah, it was Endgame, but we don't oh, want to tell yeah, you, right? Yeah. So it's not like anything new for studios to be coy about stuff like this. It's like, but that's a big ass secret, dude. Like, what? Well, it feels like it's an open secret though, because it feels like if it's already like Silent Hills is like a for sure thing, is it really still a secret then? Which one, Silent Hills? Yeah. Like you just said, it's already known it's working with a Japanese studio, and then it's kind of like, well, is that the secret? And if well, so, that's 2019. That's like... Two years ago. Yeah, a little bit before we started talking about Sonic Hills rumors, like as heavily as we are now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's where all the rumors are coming from. That one tweet. All right. <sighs> all right, Johnny, so what have you been playing lately, if anything, at all? Not very much. I did a couple rounds in Fortnite. They got a new uh, season. They got UFOs running around. I think you'd like this season, dude, because you're not very much of a builder. No, I'm not. But when you grab the UFOs or somebody has them, they shoot those builds down. So you could be up in the sky. Save all the work. Yeah, you could be up in the sky almost the entire time until you get shot down. And they got ray guns. I saw that. They Mm -hmm. got... uh, that I'm not too excited about, but yeah. No, but I mean the combat is more like on the ground, more tactical. Uh-huh. Not not all these builds like you don't like. Um that's it. I haven't really played anything since I've been gone. So like I was in Mexico for one week. I took my Switch with me. Uh I just played Skyrim really, because it was like the only game that made me feel like I was at home. <laughs> uh I played more Pokemon Snap because I had finished that game. And I kind of just binge-watched anime while I was over there. And then I came back, and I've been so busy with my grandpa and stuff. I He's been hogging my TV. So I I didn't play anything for the first week back until just today, where I played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII, the DLC with Yuffie, the new DLC, the Integrate. Mm-hmm. I started. I played like the first hour of that, and I played some uh, matches in uh, Call of Duty Cold War. That's about it, really. That's how I played this past week. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of slow for me just because I'm busy with other stuff, so I haven't had much time to game. Um, like I said, it took us forever to finally set this up. We're like, we're like, we like, for the first time ever, I think, we skipped a whole week of recording, so this is me trying to make up for that. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, so let's go ahead and move into the final segment because it's almost midnight, (laughs) and I gotta go home soon. Johnny... You've been working on this pitch thing while I've been gone away. Like, you kind of have, like, this... Walk me through this, because it seems like you have, like, a, some kind of meta idea here. No, I just updated it. Okay. Are you talking about the things I pulled or the update? I, th- I thought in general. I thought you kind of, like... No, we just have the genre and then location. And then we have PD, which is, like, plot devices. Okay. I put more. Like, I doubled the Damn, amount of there's categories. a lot of these. Okay. Uh, I was thinking a change we could do, though, is we pick two from each... And then and we, we decide. Choose the best. Yeah, choose okay, the best one. that's good because there's like so many in here. I want to have some options. I got two. All right, got two here. And if it's a little tough, then we can pick the uh, plot device. Mm-hmm. What you got? These things are a little tiny. Yeah, you made these smaller than I Okay, expected. this is my genre. I got sci-fi. I got Middle East. Well, okay, that'll work. Should and I pick the else? other one? Yeah, okay. yeah. Pick the the best one. Uh, well, I'm kind of interested now by this sci-fi Middle East idea. 
That sounds like something unique. And this works too. Because we could pick, we could keep them all. I don't understand this phrase. You put Duo Kingdom Egypt. Let me see. Or Old Kingdom Egypt, maybe? Yeah. It's O-U-O looking. Let me see. No, that's old. Old? Yeah. Okay, you just put the L really weird then. Old Kingdom Egypt and Middle East. And you got sci-fi and what else? Battle Royale. They work, but you want to drop one? I want to keep the sci-fi. Keep sci-fi. I'm going to keep Middle East. All right, so we'll throw... Sci-fi Middle East game. This is this is new ground for us. This is new ground in general. I don't think the Middle East really gets the attention of this. It's like destruction. So sci-fi, like is this like a cyberpunk Middle East game kind of thing? No, I think it should be. I don't want to go cyberpunk. Okay, what's sci-fi Middle East to you then? Well, where do we want to go? What do we want to do just sci-fi? Up? I'm thinking like a hundred years in the future. Yeah, but what location? That, I think that's the easy part. Where in the So Middle the Middle East, East encom- pretty much encompasses everything east of, I guess you'd say, Turkey. to the e- Starting from Turkey, because Turkey's like the middle ground between Europe and Asia. Turkey, east of Turkey, up to right before China, which is like where like the stands are. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, <laughs> Afghanistan, uh, what's that? Uzbekistan. That's I think where the Middle East. So from that, I mean, you can mentally picture that south of Russia, west of India. That's where Pakistan starts. That's like the Middle East area. I'm thinking uh, Turkey, Istanbul, Istanbul, uh, and I. Istanbul. I'm thinking Istanbul because I think that's where they have like the. Um, what is it called? The pregnant lady. Have you seen that? The pregnant lady. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a megalithic site. The pregnant lady, it's called. Yeah, you can look it up. Am I gonna find? Did I just Google pregnant lady. Istanbul. Istanbul. Or pregnant lady uh, megalith. Constantinople now. Istanbul. Constantinople. Istanbul. Constantinople now. Istanbul. All right. So. Pregnant. Pregnant lady. Istanbul yeah. and pregnant. <laughs> pregnant lady. Hopefully you get the one with the people. Monolith. Okay, I see. Istanbul, pregnant lady. Stone of the pregnant woman. Is this what you're talking about? Pregnant woman, all right. The stone of the pregnant woman or stone of the south is a Roman monolith in Baalbek, ancient Heliopolis, Baalbek, Lebanon. Right. Together with another ancient stone block nearby, it is among the largest monoliths ever quarried. The two building blocks were presumably intended for the nearby Roman temple complex, possibly as an addition to the so-called Trilithon, and are characterized by a monolithic giganticism that was unparalleled in antiquity. This is in Lebanon, Johnny. Lebanon is not uh, Istanbul. Damn it. Lebanon is actually... I mean, it's not far from there. It looks like... Let's see. Uh, it's to the south of Turkey. It's not close enough. No, there's like a couple countries in between. Shit. Good try. An attempt was made. An attempt was made. Gotta stick to the rules. So what? Middle East sci-fi. I'm thinking 100 years in the future. Uh, let's well, assume... What's the region, though? Okay. When I think of Middle East, I think of like Saudi Arabia or something like that. Maybe the United Arab Emirates or something. Uh, okay, I like the idea of... Like Turkey, because there's enough. I'm thinking there's enough like infrastructure there to work with. 
let me look. I want to be at megaliths in Turkey. There's a lot of buildings. Turkey is old as fuck, dude. There's got to be something there. There's a okay. All right, so yeah, so let's see. The Middle East is a region spanning the vast majority of Western Asia and all of Egypt, mostly North Africa. The term has come into wider usage as a replacement of the term Near East. Uh, it includes Sudan, Somalia, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and sometimes sometimes Transcaucasia and Central Asia into the region. The term Middle East has led to some confusion <laughs> over its changing definitions. That sounds about right. So here are the countries. It has Cyprus, which is like that island in the middle of the Mediterranean. Bahrain, Egypt, Iran, Iraq, Israel, Jordan, Kuwait, Lebanon, Oman, oh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Syria, Turkey, United Arab, United Arab Emirates, Yemen, Palestine, and Northern Cyprus. What, what's perfect? Okay, this this works. Uh, Turkey has a Gobekli Tepe. <laughs> Gobekli Tepe. It's an it's one of the oldest megalithic sites ever that we've discovered. It also has the beautiful uh, mosque, the uh, Sophia, uh, ha- the Hagia Sophia. I haven't seen that one. It's like it's like that building. It looks like the the Jedi Temple from Star Wars. It's like a big building with four spires around it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The like Hagia Sophia. Very narrow spirals. Yes. Okay. Uh, I guess we could go with it's that. It's considered like one of the, like, the most beautiful like mosques in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go with uh, Turkey. It does have megaliths. It has Gobekli Tepe. Um, so the reason I want Gobekli Tepe or monoliths in general is because of the big-ass stones. Okay, right? so stones, sci-fi. Okay. It's sci-fi. But... The stones have powers. Sort of. Uh, I think we're only through like 5% of Gobekli Tepe. So in the future, you said how how far from now? I said like about 100 years. <laughs> okay, so about 100 years from now, we've uncovered more Gobekli Tepe, Gobekli Tepe, and then we've discovered a bunch of artifacts that they have in there. Ooh. And we figure out how they develop their, their Society. stuff, right? So mm-hmm. that's where the sci-fi comes in. So we get a bunch of like... Uh, uh, hieroglyphs and all that stuff devices from space yes and then we figure out that okay this is the that's the game like this is a sci-fi twist it's like old future type of thing right cool all right um so with that how does this play though well telekinesis is this control basically is this what you want i guess Man, i thought so mm-hmm. yeah b- control but more of um open not in a building <laughs> yeah yeah it's Okay, let's say you're a geologist, right? Okay. You're a scientist. You go out there, you discover these things. You're one of the few people that know this. But there's other people that realize by other means that this stuff also exists. So there's kind of like this power struggle between between you and this other faction trying to get these powers. Like, like secret societies or something. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Okay, I'm intrigued. All right, so... But what is the core gameplay? Is this a shooter? Is a third person shooter? RPG? Action adventure? Okay, let's go with it's telekinesis. But you know the typical telekinesis is you gotta lift things and toss them, right? Right. But I want it to be more like um, you have powers that are similar to um, like the Green Lanterns, like light projection, hard light. Sort of, but you have like let's say you have tools that are telekinetic. And are these tools the Omni tools? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But they're... Uh, exactly. Let's go with the Omni-Tool thing. Hard light. 
But the telekinesis is your, like, fucking mind, right? Like. So you can do, like, you fucking cut the fucking stone with your brain. So is this, like, sim- like what's it called? Symbiotic order from Mass Effect? The, the What are the psychic powers called from Mass Effect? Which one? Like, the psychic powers that we, like, do, like, the stasis and all that crap. I don't know the official name in Mass Effect. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is it, like, that kind of thing? It's sort of like that, but you can also, like, cut shit down with it. That's not necessarily... Like, Star Wars is just the Force, right? So, do you manifest, like, a blade of light, or do you just, like... It just splits without, like, any, like, things showing it splitting? Yeah. Like, just long range? Because that seems kind of, like, OP. Like, just you just kill anything that far away. That is pretty damn OP. That's yeah. too OP. Because you can just do that with anything, no matter the range. I feel, like, I feel like the only condition is that you have to work with stones. You can't just, like, with your mind, you split that person. You have to take the stone, cut it, and then form something with the stone. Oh. And then you can use a stone as, like, a projectile. This reminds me of, uh, do you remember Terra from Teen Titans? Mm, no, no. She's the one that can control, like, Earth. She can manipulate the Earth. Uh, okay. She would, like, surf around, like, on a pillar of, like, rocks that she built, and she would, like, glide around, like, wherever. Like, it seems like if you had, like, a monolith or, like, a, I guess you call them, like, a pagoda, kind of, like, a, you know what a pagoda is? No. It's, like, an obelisk. You know what an obelisk is? Yes. Kind of like that. But, like, imagine, like, an obelisk that you could, like, shape to your whims. Yeah, that's the idea. So, I want to... Like, you can, like, turn into, like, little cubes and, like, kind of like how Magneto in the X-Men movies is metal. Mm-hmm. as like little like he can make like little balls of like ping pong and stuff or like yeah. make like shields like bring them together to make like a shield kind of, or like a platform for him to hover that's on that's the idea that I can't... or with rock or with, with or with like a stone of some type yeah and that's this is the same way you do puzzles you do telekinesis but you gotta like take Shape. these monoliths and put them in a certain position make like a ladders or like steps or yeah. something so it's not like you could fly because a lot of a lot of like mutants that have telekinesis they just fucking fly right no but you, well, could, you can't do that but you can in this fl- game. stand on the thing you can manipulate exactly and fly. so you could take the stone okay you know put a bridge across if you need it when you need to figure out a so you're like the rock magneto yeah i like it that sounds cool yeah i'm just trying to think how would you convey that to buttons on a controller like is there a button assigned to like bouncing rocks? There's another button assigned to like pillars or like. Nah, I think I think that'd be overthinking it. Like, how would that work in real time with like the limit of buttons on a controller? I think that's overthinking it because like in control, she just takes the shit and she tosses it. But except, you're gonna be able to take the stone, and you toss a stone, and you're really playing around with like physics in the game. Okay. So like. You can take your stone and just, like, fucking overdo it. You know, like, shoot it right over somebody's head. But imagine if you're doing this with uh, the dual sense uh, control, mm-hmm. where it tells you, like, this is a distance you got to pull back in order to throw your oh, tongue. Oh, they have to feedback. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I like the plot. I like the mechanics for this. Setting is dope. Yeah, it's something different, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do you want to add to this? Uh, I want to know what the story is. I mean, you kind of t- gave me a basic outline, right? Like, is there an end goal here? What is our protagonist fighting for? Just knowledge. Just knowledge for knowledge's sakes? Well, I mean, you dominate the world if you have the knowledge. Okay, okay, that's fair. Do we have a name for this? I can't think of anything. It sounds pretty good. I like the basic concept, and I don't want to muddy the water by going too deep with it. And like, I had a, I had a name, but it's already taken. 
Was it Taken? Yes. The name Taken? Yeah. No, no. Sands, oh. Sands of Time. There's no Sands. It's about rocks. Rocks of Time? Pillars of Time? Tablets of Time? Pillars of Time. Wait. Wait, wait. There's a game called Pillars of Eternity. Is that what you're thinking of? That's a good name, too. That one's already taken. That's an RPG, Pillars of Eternity. Pillars of Time, it, it skirts the copyright a bit. I think we're good with that one. Monolith. Monolith? Simple. Just Monolith? Yeah. Monolith. I think of Monorail. Monolith. Is that a song? It's a, it's a song from The Simpsons. When they're building a monorail, like, Monorail. Monorail. No, Monolith is a good name. I like it's a, that. It's, it's a massive title. It's just fucking heavy. If something. I saw a game called Monolith, I would definitely be intrigued at, at least. Monolith. It sounds like something like heavy and like, like damn, this is going to be an impactful game or something. Monolith. I like it. Who's doing this? Is this Remedy? Sounds like the obvious thing. To <laughs> sounds like the obvious... You know what this could also be is... Um, well, they're not around, but when LucasArts was around, they did the Force Unleashed game, which had like... The controls for using the Force are very similar. Okay. Where you can use the Force on enemies and like you can kind of like move them around however you want in the air mm-hmm. or you can like use force push and like control like inanimate objects with the force it was kind of like see that it was a little wonky at times but it it worked most of the time that'll be dope in the game your progression it's like you can't push things at four until you get better yeah like you the, oh, okay that could be like the skill tree kind yeah, of thing yeah. where like oh like invest like you level up or like you get enough experience like now to... you have you can levitate things now you can cut things now you could fucking or like now you can cut things with like less of a cooldown rate or something or, yeah okay yeah, yeah or now you can move things that are bigger or heavier than before or like now you're like uh defense you, like, you can have like the basic skill trees where it's like your own stats your powers and then, like other like fun stuff that like, augments your powers or stuff. Yeah, like additional augmentations would be like maybe you could before you could just take one stone. Now you could take two massive stones and then just crush motherfuckers between them. There you go. Maybe add element man like elemental modifiers or something. How so? Like right. I don't know, electric rocks now or something. Uh, Ice rocks, much. flaming rocks, corrosive. Uh, I don't know, ballistic rocks that explode or something. I don't know. You can kind of go all over the place with it. I like the idea. I like the I, I like Monolith. That was too short, though. Does it have to be long? I yeah, I wanted so. to flesh this one out. Oh, okay, you can still flesh out the concept a little longer. Like, no, is there? No, give me enemy types. Is there enemy types? Like, or are they all just generic well, people? I I was thinking. Is there like riot shield guys? Is there like bruiser heavy guys? No, what I was thinking is is okay since you're this like. Uh, Whatever you want to call it, uh, archaeologist. Geologist, you said geologist. Geologist or archaeologist, whatever. Well, those are two different things. I know, but I don't know which one would be, like, the right one. Probably just an archaeologist. Well, an archaeologist would be for, like, ancient civilization stuff, and a geologist cares more about, like, earth components. Yeah, I need them both. Whatever. He He double majored. He double majored, yeah. (laughs) So, what I was thinking is he, he... Or she. It doesn't matter. Or she, whatever. Went to Gobekli. Berkeley? Huh? You say, oh, Beck, oh, what's the name of the place again? Go Beckley Tepe. There you go. So he oh, went there, mouthful. started making all these discoveries, took them back to the universities, and then people in the universities, like the military got involved in, like, we got to get this shit, right? Mm. And then, so they try to go and they try to figure this thing out. Or 
they go to different locations around the world. Like, say, mm. the military or the uh, the antagonist goes to a different location and gets powers, whatever, let's just say, from, like, Machu Picchu or whatever. Oh, you know what would be cool was if there's, like, somebody on that side who's, like, the counterpoint to you. Well, that's what I mean. Who, like, they, develops powers, like, the same kind of how you do? Yeah, they develop powers, but maybe their powers are weaker, you know? That's okay. kind of the edge of the game. You're constantly, like, just trying one to collect... Upping, One-upping them. Yeah. So there's that, or maybe they go to the pyramids... And the pyramids mean something else aside from just being a burial chamber, mm. and that's like the you get like new the powers. source of of like power restoration, not just knowledge, but that should like amplifies your power. Augments, yeah, that's cool. I like that idea. Like the like the light has to pass through like a certain way, kind of thing or something. Yeah, like yeah, a beacon yeah. of some kind, like a like a like kind of like a a gathering point kind of thing for energy for like residual like like that we call it like the way the we call it the way lanes or lines on the earth or whatever. Have you heard about ley that? Lines. What was it called? What's the one? Ley lines. There you go. That's the last thing you know. I'm wondering if I want to make the en- em- uh, enemy type just humans, or what if like we end up going to the pyramids and we start seeing like these chimeras and shit, right? Oh. Creepy stuff. Creepy stuff. That's hard to tell them the story, though. This reminds me of a game that came out on PS2 called PsyOps. Did you ever play it, Johnny? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you're, like, a military guy who has, like, psychic powers. And you're facing off, like, against these other enemies who have, like, psychic powers. They work for, like, a criminal organization. Okay. And I like, get to take out, like, there are, like, five main lieutenants and, like, the leader. And, like, the five main lieutenants all, spe- all, they all specialize in different types of psychic powers. Like, one specializes, like, in mind control. The other one's, like, telekinesis. The other one is, like, a pyrokinesis, so you can, like, start fires and stuff. Oh, right. And then, like, the last one is, like, the leader of the entire organization. And, like, his pa- and like you find out, like, he's, like, actually, like, somebody very close to you. I forgot the main... St- I forgot the story, but it was, like, a really cool game. It was kind of, like, a precursor to, like, Force Unleashed, where, like, your powers, you unlocked had, like, different things and stuff. But it was, like, also a shooter slash, like, psychic power game. It, it it blended both genres. It was it was cool. It was cool. I played the demo that, once. That sounds pretty badass. That sounds cool. So we're going with Monolith and we're going with Remedy. It sounds good. It sounds good. I would definitely check it out. It sounds like kind of like yeah. There, I mean, still there's still guns and there's still like vehicle driving and all that. Okay, it's giving me like Uncharted psychic vibes. Though, like Uncharted feels like yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just because like the ancient like like exploration or something, but. Yeah, or unless you have an alternate, like... No, this sounds good. I like it. It's different. It's not... It's familiar, but different enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the Middle East setting, we can get, like, the, the, I mean, the Sophia Hagias, like, where you go... Or, I'm sorry, the Hagia Sophia. There's also, um... There's other, like, ancient sites in Turkey for, like, previous, like, uh... When it used to be Constantinople oh. under, like, the Romans. Maybe that's where you get some of the clues. Like, like the Romans stuff. also have a um, uh, megalithic stones and yeah, they have like um, what's that material called? Is it was it mithril? Not mithril, was it? I don't know what it's called. That stuff they used for like for supposedly for Atlantis, it was like a, some kind of s- stone that can store energy or whatever. Like that's where they think like they're mithros. I don't know if those mithril or like oh orichalcum. That's one thing. Orichalcum. I've never heard of that one. Orichalcum was supposedly like a stone that could only be found on Atlantis or something. Hmm. And like the you know the, the Greeks idea. were tied with like Atlant the story Plato like talked about Atlantis yeah that's and, a cool story 
So I feel like there's enough room or like like what if this material you're using is like Ori Calcum like Plato talked about back in the day kind of thing. And you're like rediscovering it for the first time like in it over millennia. That's something I also was thinking about. Like what if this stone like you can't just pick up any stone. Maybe it has to be that a specific ore. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mineral. they look like any ordinary stone. It looks like lime or whatever, granite, yeah. but it's actually this thing that's infused. It's with... like inert, at least to like regular yeah. eyes or something. So you can't just pick anything out of the ground. Or yeah, because then you'd be like op op. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you can scan it and you're like, oh fuck, that's it's like a special type. Yeah. All right. I like the idea. Let's slap slap a. Rated M on there and ship it. Rated M? I don't know. There's killing. I'm guessing rated M. I was thinking, let's uh, certify gold. Sir, is it's uh, it's gone gold. It's gone gold. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. Thank you, Johnny, for that. That was an interesting one. One of the more interesting ones we've done before. Uh, I mean, I mean, one of the most interesting uh, pitches we've heard from uh, ever. I think interesting. We don't really explore the Middle East enough in games. At least outside of Assassin's Creed and Prince of Persia. So, all right, Johnny, is there any final words you want to say before we sign off? I'm good. I'll see you guys next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our podcast or specifically this episode, why don't you go ahead and give us a rating, uh, whether that's like a thumbs up or a star or whatever metric your uh, podcast listening app uses. Uh, We'd appreciate the support. Uh, if you have any comments you want to, you know, introduce your own idea for a pitch or you just want to let us know what you think, uh, go ahead and send us an email at duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that is duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. Johnny, I can't look at you right now because it makes me want to laugh because I know you're thinking about the email address. No, I was I was trying to figure out if you're going to be able to recover your uh, television. No, yeah, I did. I have the 4K one in my room. Oh, you! Oh, yeah! You, I swapped them out when he wasn't paying attention. Yeah, the, <laughs> you can't tell the difference because the like dark of night. The TVs are like five inches of difference, so it's hard to tell really unless like they're next to each other. So, anyway, so if you have any comments, go ahead and send us an email. You can also reach us at DuoSense P, which is our Twitter handle. I couldn't fit the full word, so it's just DuoSense P at on Twitter. So. Let us know. Uh, and I think that's it for to, for this week. So, uh, again, apologies for last week. We didn't record last week because of a lot of stuff going on in my life. And we couldn't really get together. And so, here we are. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Johnny, say bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.